What's up, you guys? My name is Britt. Welcome back to the Young American Podcast, and this particular episode is going to be a fantastic one. This is a long-awaited one for us. Today, we are drafting our top five favorite Blink-182 songs, and tomorrow, July 13th, 2023, we are going to see Blink-182, the reunion tour in Atlanta on Johnny's home turf. So we're super excited. This is one of the most popular, one of the most formative, uh, one of the most irreverent bands of our young adolescent life. And we could not wait to draft these songs. If you're not a Blink fan, do not skip this episode because it's really great conversation and maybe you'll become a fan. So if you are a fan, tell us your top five favorite songs and we will post your list on the social medias. Ethan always loves it when I shout out the social media. So join the conversation. Without further ado, this is a long episode. Buckle up. This is The Blink Draft, and this is The Young American Podcast. I don't really care. We're doing this for ourselves. This is, but this is like, uh, we're doing this whole thing for ourselves. <laughs> yes. I, I know the whole thing is for ourselves, but for the people that like actually like to listen to it, they'll be like, I'm going to address that. They're doing a blink draft. I, blink see, I 182. Don't, I don't think that's my mom really said, true. My mom said, what's your all's topic at the, at the podcast tonight? And I was like, blink 182. And she said, there was like a long pause. She said, oh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. And she was like, well, you all love them. I don't really remember who that is. I was like, okay. Your mom's ability to forget everything about her life is unbelievable. My dad, even still, you'll hear him. I can't whistle, but you'll just hear him whistling. It's actually his ringtone. You don't like, you do, he has poly- no idea what it polyphonic is. Polyphonic ringtone. Can we call him? Uh, not a good idea right now. He's in a really bad mood. Do what? He's ripping cigs he's, in the car. He's on, He's in the car. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna pick. No, we're not gonna do that. We could do. I've got a random gender. Yeah. Do you have it on your computer? I do. I've just got like. I figured you guys. Can you you guys do it there? It might be a little easier. But are you able to to present on this and do it? Sure. Let's do that. All right. Give me a sec. Go ahead and start your slide deck. Wait. Let's do that on the. Let's let's talk about this first before we jump into order. Right. All right. Yeah. That's true. Let's uh, let's let's set it up real quick and then we'll we'll do the big reveal like they do. Right. For order, you mean? Feel free. Yeah. All right, so Andrew, welcome back from the land from afar. Oh, thank you, Paris. Andrew went to Europe. Yeah, tell us about your dreams on vacation. My dreams? Oh, we we haven't even released that. <laughs> <laughs> there's long discussion about whether or not there's a forgotten episode that we let Andrew lead for the night, and he came in with one question and one question only. I thought it worked. I haven't listened to it all the way. I'm shocked. <laughs> and I quote, I think we can do something with that. <laughs> Insulting. Good, good night. Insulting. The best part was Andrew's one did... question was, hey, what are y'all's thoughts on the light phone? <laughs> it just opened discussion. <laughs> well, yeah. and, and my partner in crime who came with nothing. No, I That's just, true. That's we, truth. Took, we took that conversation way long. Britt's talking about, oh, I deleted it. My thumb goes this place. I just had no time to interject my question. You were very sleepy that night for some very reason. Sleepy. I can see it in we're your eyes. We're talking about light yeah. phone. 
At 10.15, we were starting talking about lights. I think it would be best at 10.15. It would be best to do a front end of that pod and then slice that at the back. Because it would be fun to hear about that. Why don't you wait? Here's what I'll do. Why don't let's wait till I get I'm not going to get a light phone, but I am looking for a like a A 30 or yeah, Cam got one. Well, spend a few more minutes on the light phone. <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, and, he, and he takes his SIM card. And so he take, he has a plan. He takes his SIM card. I think you mentioned this, Britt, but he takes his SIM card. And he'll get home. Yeah, it's actually and smart. And he'll take it out of his, his iPhone and put it in his uh, the flip phone. And then if he's with his wife and kid, he'll... And that's he, some, like, and that's a shout out, stuff. Shout out to Cam, who listens to this. You have, an I, you have a SIM card in your iPhone? That's what I have to figure that out. In fact, we can do it tonight sometime. It's actually good because he also said, you know, if it's a kind of an experiment, and if it doesn't work, it was like thirty bucks. It, for well, the it was exactly time. thirty bucks. Yeah, so it was brilliant. Yeah, I'd be willing to do that if it Not weren't much for music. Crust on it. Okay, Speaking I guess we should which. get into this one. So, all right. So for the listeners, every we like to do one for you guys, and every now and again we do one for us. And if you are not a music fan, and explicitly if you're not a Blink One Eighty Two fan. This one may be not one for you. No, one don't, say don't, do this. don't say that. Don't do this. Listen but to me, Jonathan. Listen one, to me, Jonathan. It's not <laughs> one for us. It's one for the people. This is the greatest punk rock band of all time. It is the most important. Whoa. Greatest pop. punk rock band of all time? Chris, anti-punk. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, take that, Fugazi. Um, <laughs> speaking, so Jonathan Barry and, and all those alike. Uh, I think there will be something for you in this because I think it'll be funny. And before, we should probably just say what we're going to do. We're going to draft our top five Blink-182 songs. <laughs> and the reason Here it is, is... And the reason is, is because next Thursday we are seeing them on their big reunion tour. And some of us haven't seen them in 15 years. Some of us haven't seen them in longer than that. 23, um, bro. 23. Yes. 23. Wow. 23. So yeah. we... Kill me. Everybody, Kill me. everybody but John... Britain saw didn't them. Go. Britain didn't go. 2011, when they when they had just gotten back together. Yes, their first not a great reunion. show. Well, we saw 2009 and 2011. Oh, 2009 right. was the Sorry. reunion show. 2011 was a good one. 2011 2009 was, was not so hot. Yeah. But but if we're talking live Blink 182 shows, 23 years ago uh, was your first whatever, time. Young, uh, was it ninth grade? Britain, John, and Chris uh, went and shout out to listener. Did, wait, did Doctor Sally, Sally O'Malley? Sally yes. O'Malley, because none of us could drive yet. When, um, did, when did we buy tickets for this show? When was that? It was a while ago. It was in the fall. I spent Around way the, too much time eras. Uh, on Ticketmaster yeah. trying to get these tickets. Thank yep. you, John. Yes, thank, thank you, John. John. We got and, and a call back to the pub. We're seeing Turnstiles opening the show. Be fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this is the most that I've ever spent on a show. Me too. I, I will say that. Easily. I think it's me too. Me too. And I, I, was in a, I was in a work meeting when you were texting, so I didn't realize that <laughs> That we had actually, so I got out of the meeting and John, and there was a hundred texts, and it was John going, "Hey, I need to know now if we're going. Are we going to go? Are we going? Are we going?" And it was yes, yes, yes. Nothing from Chris. I got him, and then he told us the price tag. And I said, "Wait, uh, what? It's just Monopoly money." <laughs> what are we doing? Hey, back. It, it was so long ago. It's like we're going for free to me. Right. That's true. Um, yeah, that's true. It's clear. Right, so at this point. So I do want to say, so whether you're a Blink-182 fan or not, some people, I know this is just a big nostalgia fest, or, you know, they're the band that sang that song from the 90s you really liked, What's My Age Again, or um, all the small things. But to some people, especially, I'll speak for myself, they're a lot more than that. They're, they're a band that 
is the reason I play guitar is the reason that I ever wanted to be in a band and still want to be in a band. They still have that same effect on me when the three of these guys, meaning Travis, Mark and Tom are playing together. Those, they, they do something to me that no other band does. And, uh, it's that meaningful. This isn't just a, Hey, let's draft this band. We used to like, um, it's a band that we all really love. So, well, that's anyway. the other thing too, that I think about blink in so many ways. Now granted. Yeah. I mean, I saw him so many years ago, but like, I think if you were to look at the timeline of our lives, I think if you're looking at who are the artists, whether they're like our favorites or not, I think Blink is definitely up there for consideration of most important artists of our lifetime. If you're just talking like easily, on a genre easily. level, on a and pop punk for sure, say, and that's what I meant by my statement. Yeah, like influential for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, just their sta- their 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 staying power. They can be relevant if you count the two non. Tom albums. I mean, count them or not, but you don't. Um, you I think I think Blink is important too. It's it's important to factor in like what age you were when they were in their prime because I think that has a lot more. I mean, we're we're five musicians, so they just had a lot of impact on us. Where the age, you know, being in high school when when Untitled came out or anything like that, like that's that's not nothing. So all that being said, we're going to fight to have our five songs. So once a song is picked. It will be dead and nobody else can pick it. So I think, I mean, you can think of it as a set list or we can just say we're picking five songs, right? Like, yeah, I, don't, I think we get, we said no to categories. So I think even saying well, a set, like set list is good. You I think, think, yes, because yeah. I, I have planned mine around. The I set did the list. same thing. Andrew said he did not. I did not. Okay. No, I, I, I didn't pick mine in order of, I just picked the, I just picked the best. <laughs> The best five songs that I'd want to see live. My, this, okay. If I were to well, sit, if I were to buy a ticket to see them live and they're playing five songs, these are the five songs I want to. Okay, see. that's fine. And then I can and then I can arrange them. So if I pick song X first, it doesn't mean it's an opener. I just think I better get it now before you guys snatch it. Okay, mine's slightly different, but it's what's yours? I just did a set list. Same. And I I said so your first here's pick what is an I, opener? here's a opener. Mm. Yeah. So I have mine based on. So I have I basically have yes. two lists. I have an opener. And then I have some options for the middle, and then I have a closer. I just kind of approach this as the best talent available yes. kind of a thing. Yes. And I would also say this, too. This is kind of showing my you cards. You can do whatever you want. I would say amongst the five of us, as much as I love Blink, I bet that I'm probably the lowest on the totem pole when it comes to who loves them the most. Would be my guess. Correct. If I had to rank Oh, yeah. This. But... I think yeah, so. I, I think I, I want to talk about that, actually. You all are going to argue that I'm, I'm the I don't think you are. Totem. I just think... I will say, so uh, going back to when you were introduced to him, like I remember it was either 96 or 97. I was like 11 years old and watching MTV, which was kind of not allowed in our house. They were having this sports and music festival. And it was like all things that I loved, like skateboarding and music mashed together. It was what would become the X Games. Yeah, X, like that yes. was like the X birth Games of that and Warped Tour. Thing. Yeah. Yes. It X wasn't Games called, and well, Warped Tour. That was yeah, it wasn't called the X Games, wasn't called Warped Tour, but it what was eventually would become both of those. And it was like 311 and a bunch of different random song random bands were going to be on there and I for whatever reason at this point I think I underwritten law uh, yeah, a bunch of bands. It was starting at 11 and Blink-182 was featured. And at this point, grew up uh, in a Christian home, really only listened to Christian music, but still, like, dabbled in, you know, radio hits and stuff like that. Secular so in the music, 90s, if you will. Of the world. <laughs> For a throwback. And I saw Blink-182 live, and I was just... And they had this... The stage had a big half pipe. I don't know if you all watched that. I sent the video to you, but they okay. had a half pipe in the background. So there are skaters and, and BMX bikers doing their thing behind them. 
and I watched them, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, this is a this is amazing!" I, and I remember specifically hearing "Damn It" and "Josie" and a couple other songs. And, and yeah, we're what like 12, uh, 11, 12 at this point, probably. Yeah, yeah. So early at that, middle school. At that 11. point, had you all gotten into MXPX yet? Yes, yes, yes. You yes. were you had sort of dipped your toes into the yeah, pop. Yeah, and they were one of like the kind of the the crossover bands that they were playing with these other big name bands that were not mxpx was. mxpx yeah. was mm-hmm. so i remember seeing blink 182 and was like oh my gosh and the next time my parents dropped me off at the mall i went to radio shack or disc jockey and bought the dude ranch album mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at radio shack for 25 dollars probably <laughs> for 20 no sure, at that time it was probably did you also like have to 10. buy a duffel bag to hide it in <laughs> no i didn't okay, no i did no the jinko jeans sufficed to do so i would really love what i had wanted nathan to do is call his dad to see if he recalls because later than then uh sally so kindly drove us up to riverbend and john Britton and i went to go see uh alkaline trio open up for newfound glory open up for blink 182 take off your pants and eyeballed opened no, that was MXP. That was it. Yeah, Piebald was at open, Ultimate Fake Book opened up for Piebald, opened up for Good, good Charlotte, Charlotte, opened up for MXPX. Golly. This was like Did Good, good Charlotte, about, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One, going back <clears throat> to like a fun memory, I like, could just like talking about Blink stuff. I, I mean, probably was in the same, <clears throat> sorry, was probably in the same boat of just like first time ever hearing them and kind of discovering them. And I have a very, very vivid memory of being at First Alliance in the gym. It wasn't in, like, the TNT room. It was, like, the off-shoot room (laughs) and stuff like that. And I remember talking to Matt Garner, Matt G, our guy, about about Damn It. And, I I mean, I don't play guitar at this point. I've never even picked up a guitar. And I was just like, dude, can you, like, play that? And he's like, yeah, I can play it. I love Matt Garner. (laughs) He is light years better than guitar than I will ever dream hope to be. It didn't sound great. But it was the closest thing I'd ever heard to it. And I just remember kind of going like, holy shit. Like, I, I'd never really heard anything like that before. Matt, can Matt, Gorn, that? Matt Garner's version, but also just, damn it, in general. I just kind of going like, oh, man, this is like a different world of what music is at that point. I mean, because at that point, we're listening to what? Five Iron Frenzy <laughs> at best. Mm. <laughs> like, so man, I, feel like, I feel like it's worth mentioning that. So Blink got together in the 90s. They were top of their genre all the way until 2003, and they had a kind of dramatic breakup. And then one of the members, Travis Barker, Kardashian, was in a car ra- uh, plane crash, got them back together in 2009. They released an album. They did a couple of tours. And then they were kind of a act- sim- somewhat active band until about 2015 when they fired Tom, one of the singers. Anyway, the band continued on without him with a new singer. Not so much Blink in my book, but... More recently, Mark, the other singer, had cancer and got them back together. So this is a, that's why it's such a big deal to us that we're seeing them next week. It's, it's like a, we thought we'd never get to do this again. It's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the three OG guys. Three, well, yes, three OG guys. And, yeah, I remember Andrew and I, I mean, obviously we heard What's My Age Again and all the small things on the radio, every other song, like everyone else in, like, 99. But then I remember, like, in the Napster era, like, we're downloading, like, Aliens Exist and going away to college and all these just great deeper tracks, not singles and just got fell in love with them. I remember writing specifically with Chris on like Oh one or Oh two and him throwing on dude ranch and just, yeah, just getting to fall in love with this band year after year all the way until now. So parameters, I don't, 
Yeah, do you want to talk about parameters? Because Nathan's going to lead the show on this as far as... How do we... So just as a discussion point, for those of you all who picked it based on order of the show, so like your first pick is your opener. John, I think you and I approached it. It seems like we're the two that approached it differently. So we, I, I have mine such that I thought about what you all would pick. I'm out for myself. I thought I want the best five yeah, songs. That's what so I want. like that's if what I, I think you want, if, so if, you picked the best. If I well, like a like, song I mean, that I song. don't think you will p- go ahead. Well, yeah, I was just going to say like if I happen to get the first pick, what I'm going to do is pick my favorite song. I don't care if it's a great opener or not. I want to get what I think will be the most coveted song and what is my favorite. So that's how I just approach it. Well, Chris. before I say it, like I I can pick my closer first. I just am saying the way that I've curated my list is right. is top to bottom. I'm not going to pick them in the order that okay, they're going to okay. play. That's fine. I, yeah, yeah, I want to take the good ones off the table okay, first. Good, and good. I think as far as it's a draft, so going around in a circle picking songs, once the song is burnt, it's burnt. Nobody yeah. can pick it again. That's correct. It's done. And so, like, you can work backwards. If you want to be conniving and try and, you know, <laughs> go from the bottom up, it's try- totally fine. At the end, we'll say what our list yes. is. You're trying to get your best five songs. And if, so that's a good point, Chris. Like, if you think your closer, your fourth out of five songs, is going to be the hottest commodity, you grab that first. Not necessarily it being the first song that they I would think the most. With. I think the most important thing here is, the song's dead once it's picked, so that's why there's a little bit higher stakes, um, and we're gonna go in order in an order that we roll here in a second. Yep. Did you say how you're gonna do yours? I wrote mine like a set list because okay. that's the way I think. Okay. Um, but I'm I'm fine with this. It doesn't I picked, matter. Ultimately, it doesn't I mean, matter. You can do you can do what Chris said, which is just you yeah. curate it as an order you want to see, and then you pick. Yeah. yeah. You you pick the order you get. You you want to take the ones off the table that you don't you think one of us is going to grab. <laughs> mine looks really the way that I curated mine was I've got an opener, I've got a closer, I've got one Mark song, one Tom song, and one duo song. Someone Something else say like curate. So John? you so you did mine. I started. So wait, so you? That's an Andrew word. Okay, so are we going to do? You use the you use the categories that I I said opener, closer. Mark song. Could you just not get song. away from him? You just had to use categories. I thought you were the first one that said that. <laughs> no, he just said set list. No, but I did. I threw out the set list three I, weeks ago. Yeah, I threw out the categories three forever weeks ago. ago. Like it'd be he cool was to do the this. one that said. Yeah, I just said Mark, that, but, Tom, duo, and I was like, I like that. But it's not worth doing. He just did that, <laughs> right? So my my list is going to look different than yours. Yeah, totally fine. Well, so did your other list. My songs and my top five. <laughs> if I got every one of the top five I want, are not even my five favorite Blink songs. That's it's just my opener is Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. Let's do this draft order. I'm assuming we're going to do a snake, like every draft should be done, right? Hmm. Sure. I mean, if it if it favors me, sure. If it so the I'm snake order would go: whoever get picks last, then gets to pick yep. first, and we go in a reverse order. Correct. Right. I think that's smart. That's I think correct. that's the best way to that do it. That is correct. Are all right. You can you all see my screen? Is that the Matrix video game from two thousand? Yeah. <laughs> great. It's a great let me, video. Let game. me record it. Go ahead Switches, and but... go ahead and uh, accept that recording. Yep. And then we'll. All right. So here we go. We got Andrew, Scroll Britton, down a bit, Chris, John. John, and Nathan all in the list. Paper. Here we go. Everyone okay. ready? Hold on to your butts. Oh, come Woo! on. I can't, I can't read see it. it. Speak it. Speak John, it out loud. John, Britton, Nathan, Chris, Andrew. God damn it. <laughs> wow. Oh, I get two in a row, though, so. Yeah, Andrew gets two. Butt. I'll be honest. I think first is a hard spot to pick. But it is, it is kind of fun. Pick. 
And we're snake right. drafting. Can you say that we're, one more time? We're going to snake draft, so, so you row. get two in a row. So oh, it's did you record me, that? Britt, Nathan, Chris, Andrew. And then you run it back. Andrew, Chris, Nathan. <clears throat> All right, so we're going to go with Johnny, number one. A bit ironic that I'm leading out the gates. Um, I guess. Go I'm, ahead and take all of this. I'm nervous. Just so, just, just. You're writing all these down. I write them down. Yeah. I am a bit nervous as well. Too. If you mess up and take a hill song, song, it's Bef- okay. Oh, I was Before say, you say yeah, it again, I was gonna go with a point of difference. That's at 6:30 a.m. in Frankfurt. All right, John, hit us. I'm coming out the gates hot with my number one overall pick. I'm gonna go with violence. Uh, Are you serious? As your first pick? Yep. I don't know why you don't like that song. That's a Good great on song. You. All right. All right, man. Actually, very impressed. That's <laughs> thank you, I think John. that I mean, like, because I was I was listening to to Do Ranch today, and I love that album, but the self titled they just like it, that's the album where they go like, hey, we want to do this differently. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that is the epitome. coat and jacket is so great. Or you know, take off your. Have I ever listened to Brit to Blink? <laughs> oh, take off your coat and jacket. Brit, so great. Brit <laughs> <laughs> But that album just so good. That that song specifically, I'm just going. I've never heard this from them before. I've never heard this flavor, yep. and it just goes so hard. So, violence number one. Will we one. insert these songs? <laughs> 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 what I'll probably do is just put it underneath. <laughs> yeah, Johnny, <laughs> <laughs> like you did with uh, Andrew's uh, Blink One Eight Two, the hillbilly version of songs. Yeah, can I get a, <laughs> I get a redo on that? <laughs> My wife saying. I hey, took babe. it around. What actually was... would be your song? <laughs> <laughs> I already told you. The funniest they... part is is later when when we're all getting serious about it, and you go, "Wait, so did <laughs> I did like... I say this the right way, or did I do this wrong way?" <laughs> Both I'd Nathan like to and say Nathan something here. I don't Johnny think go, I did this. Johnny goes, "You did it the wrong way." <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like nearing, verging on the verging on tearing up, and I'm like, "It would be funny if it was." <laughs> My neck, my back. In my death, I'm going to troll the audience and play WAP. <laughs> They're like, Andrew, no! My neck, my back. <laughs> to be fair, Britt, I, I remember listening to the Untitled album for the first time, first couple of times, and violence was one I would be like, kind of, kind of apprehensive about, and I would often skip it. But I feel like as I've gotten older and gotten better at guitar and stuff, it's, it's probably one of the more impressive it's not necessarily my favorite song. I think it's. I think that that song is one of their most unique. And one of the most like artistic songs. It's yeah. a grown-up song to me. It's yeah. like an a. It that song ages really, really well. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And, and I think I agree with Nathan. Like 2003, I don't know if 14-year-old me was ready to digest that song. Yeah. But now. Yeah. Like, that's and I think there's a reason they play it live. And, and, um, and part of like I just think the lyrics are weak, and like the way that the the verses are like. That's what I love about it. That's like that's the the quality that I think I love about it most because like which is I mean like Blink I think if you kind of go like stereotypical like how would you describe them they're like the punk rock band band and they sing you know dick and fart jokes and they're kind of youthful and then this album but that song specifically I was just like whoa like where did this come from like when did they kind of grow up and become a little bit more serious and they're not just having a bunch of fun. I do love that about, maybe we can talk about it more if another song from that album pops up, but they talk about, like in that documentary you just said, that album is the one that they 
say they had the most control over. Hmm. The, well, did did you listen? To, did you watch that yeah. documentary? We were watching it before you showed up. Like the MTV oh, so, thing or a different one? Correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. correct. So nice. that's the one that Travis says specifically. And I think that I probably think about songs. I've noticed this with, with Britain. He and I have very different tastes, and mine tend to lean towards the rhythmic, and he tends to lean towards the lyrics and the story. That's true. Where I will listen for melody and if like if I can, if I really like the drums and yeah. that song specifically, uh, Travis said, let's isolate each instrument. So he, if you listen to that first part that you always make fun of, Britain, the intro to that song, <laughs> yeah, he's playing everything uh-huh. as an individual drum, not and they I saw that and then they, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's yeah. also the only album. I mean, again, we'll get into this more, but. That where he, I think, and I'll try to get this right, but Travis said it's the first time as a band that he did not just record his drums and split. Yep. Where he actually like would come back, he would stick around the studio hmm. versus playing to playing to, I guess in general, if you're recording an album as a band, you get a guitarist and a bassist to do a rough track, which is like a like a rough draft of a guitar track, and then the drummer plays what will be their permanent part, and then once they're done, they're done. Yep. Yeah. And he actually stuck around and tweaked and, hmm. you know, he, I wrote, think he wrote some wrote, lyrics. Yeah. It's yeah. a very rare case where you see the drummer go, where they say, what do you want to do with this? And he's like, well, here's what I'd like to see. Mm-hmm. Rather than, it's usually the guitarist saying, here's what he, I used to, that used to frustrate the hell out of me with playing in bands and especially playing at church. They were like, no, it's more like douche, douche, chach, chach, douche. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> Douches in the chaches. <laughs> All right. Britain. Is it my turn? Yep. I'm deciding whether or not to be a nice guy with this. You picked the, the best. You picked the best five yeah, songs. No nice. There's no nice. Right. Just go, man. Do my it. number one. I'm gonna pick my opener first. Bother. And my number one pick to open a blink draft is Dumpweed. Oh, That's a oh, great, oh, great. That's. I think it is that. That is the, the best opener song. For it's great. I 100. percent I. I I debated with myself going, would I love this song as much if it weren't on their live Mark Tom and Travis? No. And I, I think you're right. The answer is probably no. Go but ahead. it is Go ahead, Chris. so ingrained. When I, I cannot separate when they start off and you hear that. I can feel that yeah. crowd noise swell mm-hmm. inside me mm-hmm. in my plums. Right for the picking. I'm about to take them to market. <laughs> Let the also, boy watch. Watch. I would say this. My young son Gabriel. <laughs> Let's keep going on that for a few minutes. <laughs> I would say this about that song. This is the first. When you listen to Dumpweed, which is the very first song on Enema of the State, which came out in what, 2000? I think it's 99. Okay, 1999. Dude Ranch is the one before it. Pathetic is the intro track mm-hmm. on on Dude Ranch. Pretty good. You listen to Pathetic and then Enema of the State. It's like Enter Travis Barker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The drums are so significantly different, and you can feel just the level up of yeah. the band in his fills and the way that he does it. It's amazing. Now, Scott, the old drummer, is good, but. Travis was just like on that album you saw and I think with Dumpweed you can tell just the making of greatness with that. So I'll let you speak on it because well, you, you wanted this one bad. I really really wanted this one bad. This this would be like cuz cuz I the way that you I mean best your first impression, your last impression are the ones that count in life. 
and and I, I agree with you. This is there's no better opener of of any live album than this one. And I don't know if that's like probably the audio editing and engineering of after the fact. I don't know how it's how it sounded in '99 when they recorded that. But I will forever love any song that uh that starts with an open hat four count that down and in for whatever reason I I just love yes. that because I can I can feel that and they do they do such a good job capturing that but th- there's no better opening eight notes than that it's crazy i listen i mean i love every moment of enema of the state i think but i was listening to enema today and like i listen that that song has the same effect on me now as it did 20 years You're ago right. for some reason You're right and and even as i'm listening to all these other songs on that album that i love i'm kind of excited to end the album and start that one again i just love the way that guitar sounds mm-hmm. in that yeah mm-hmm. just like it's so huge and it was cool. The first time I ever saw them in the 09 reunion, they they came out to that like 80s song. Yes. It was like it was playing over the top, and then that huge curtain dropped. And it was like, <laughs> it was like the best. Like <laughs> just I just felt felt like I was nine years old. Spotify, as you listen to it, as you listen to the platform and pick songs and stuff, it will like as you end an album or if you pick something, it will suggest yep. something and bring something up. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many times dump we just yeah. <laughs> plays as the next. You songs. might like this again. <laughs> and so you I, let I, it play. Oh yeah. I think the, really to your point, one. Chris, the quality when that hits, if you, so imagine listening to dude ranch in 97, I was eight years old. So I did not listen to that. <laughs> was not allowed. Uh, if the next thing you hear from them is 99's enemy of the state, and you hear Dumpweed, so you ha- you add Travis, and then you add just for '99. I think listening to that album again today, some other, I was talking with Nathan. Some other things that came out in '99 were "It's Hard to Find a Friend" by Pedro. Oh, that was '98, but uh, "Relationship of Command" by Ooh. At the Drive-In. Enema of the State Ba-da-ba. sounds so sharp. Yep, and and not it's it's weird for a three piece. You flirt with that line of like, do we want to sound too produced or do we want to sound like what kind of sound does the album is, is it going to have and it's it nails it so for for an opening track that's a it's roar of crowd and then open yes. hi-hat count into that yeah i remember you saying that about um what's the punk what's the the real fast kind of christian um punk band uh, value pack goatee hook no uh wake up the dead oh, oh come back kid come, come back, back kid. kid and you said and you said yeah, that's good, but I'm listening to the drums and they're not giving me much. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that's, that's I never, I never considered listening to a, I never considered listening to a band from the drummer's perspective, and so that I remember you saying that. All right, who's up you next? Said, you said, you said. Nathan. Mm, I got to figure out what I want to do here. Um, Nathan's up. He's got he's got seventeen you have po- for people who can't see, notes. which is anyone but us. He's got I, seventeen like post notes. Work. Um, they also look like they've been in your pocket for a while <laughs> since about ten a.m. Um, I think I'm just gonna go with my heart. I'm gonna go ahead and take. I know this isn't probably gonna be a well fought after one, but I'm gonna pick my opener, which is feeling this. <laughs> God, I'm doing there so well already. There it is. So Great feeling pick. this. Great. So I love Dumpweed as an opener. I think feeling this is my favorite opener. Um, but it's also on, I mean, the Untitled album came out in 03. I'm in eighth grade going into ninth. Like, it was, like, the perfect, like, time of life. And I was, like, discovering this band more and more all the time. 
and this was just like a really cool moment in yeah. like like where rock music like, like people were excited there was a Blink album coming out. Oh yeah. And I remember like maybe even maybe it was O two or O one. Madden had this song on there, and it was mm. not even called Feeling This Yet. It was called Good Action. Call. Great call. Really? Yes. It was called yes. Action, yes. and it was yeah. on the title yep. screen, and every single time yep. it just came on, it was like, Fade, yep. Fell, Good call. Wow. Halftime. Mike, yeah, was Mike Vick like, was, no, Mike Vick no, was on like the cover. The, the menu screen. Yeah. The menu yeah. screen. Oh, yeah. one. It was oh, one. Yeah, me and like, Robin when? played yeah. it in the, in the dorm all the time. This is how I heard this song I was just obsessed with it. And then Best Buy... Like I remember Best Buy used to hand out these. This is way before, you know, social media and stuff. So like Best Buy would hand out those um compilations. Like compilation DVDs that yes. had like all these bands and artists were like it had like I remember this one specifically had like Gwen Stefani and maybe Green Day for yeah. American Idiot and then it had Blink um working on their untitled album and it and it specifically showed them working on this song and like I was just like obsessed with this song before the album even came out. And then the album came out, and the production on this song, I think, is unbelievable. I think the production on this album is unbelievable. But um, I know one of the things that Chris hates about this song is that it sounds like two songs glued together, which I think I think that's one of the reasons I love this song is because... Supposedly, that's the story. That they, I, went, they went into two separate rooms and wrote... wrote lyrics, and they and were both brought them sex. together. Yes, yeah. which I think as, you know... 14 or 15 year old whatever i was like i loved that i was like yeah. that's so freaking cool and for it to come out so well i don't know i to me it, it sounds super cohesive it sounds i think that the the verses in the chorus being so different from one another is one of the things that kind of drew me to it but it also has the catchiest chorus i think in a punk pop punk song i've ever heard um so anyway feeling this do you want I to defend yourself? Chris? Love the drums. I, I mean, t I may have been a little over the handlebars there when I initially said that. I don't hate <laughs> this song. It's it's just not on my. It'll never be sure. on my top ten list for that. I will say it's maybe one of their best like outros when when they do finally put the songs together and it's right. Fell short this time. Oh man, when they go and to they, the halftime like that, oh, well, it's so good. You, it's it's really really good at that part, and I and I can totally acknowledge that. I remember too, also, like the video was like oh yeah. Filmed in that abandoned prison, prison and they yes. were like oh, surrounded uh, by barbed wire. I watched and it so people. much. My like sister, a, a, a young, a young horn dog. <laughs> <laughs> My sister's roommate in California when she first moved out there. She's in that music video. Yeah, she did. She's in the video. Yeah, I mean she is in it, and you can see her, but she's not like a main character. She's an extra. But I remember when Steph told me that, I was like, "Oh my god, she's famous." She's a babe too. So that's a great that's a great point by Nathan. It was and just for the record, it was Madden two thousand four because they do the the date or the year that's the end of the NFL season. So the game came out October sixth, two thousand three, uh, a month before the record. Yeah. Great pick. Also, great pick. Thank you. In two thousand that that album came out in two thousand and one. I think at the end of two thousand and two. Which album? I think it came out in three. three. Yeah, because uh, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket was... Oh, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah. So it came out in 2003, and then the three of us went to California, and that was when uh, Travis Barker had started Famous Stars and Straps. Yes. Oh, yeah, we and all got the belt. It was like our mission on that trip to go and find a Famous Stars and Straps belt, belt buckle, yeah. and mm. we had yeah. to go to a... I had it one. was a our our aunt and uncle took us to this place, and they were very leery of taking us in there. It was a... <laughs> motorcycle shop run by the hell's angels it was like a thrift it was a thrift shop by this girl and my uncle is walking around looking at pictures and she has just like hell's angels like paraphernalia 
everywhere and she was just like a i don't know like a groupie or yeah. something like that and he was like uh where what where have you guys taken us and, and then we that like, night he showed us that? training day <laughs> he's like we'll yeah. see my guns and <laughs> yeah so that was I, I i do specifically remember that because we each came home with like that was when belt buckles were oh, very man. first coming white could leather belts with stars yeah. on them you, wait, wait. Well, you had the F. You had the cassette tape. I had the I horseshoe. Still, I still ha- no. I've I've got. I had the skull and crossbones. I still oh. have it. It's under my bed upstairs. Oh wow! I threw that horseshoe away. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot! What I want idiot. the horseshoe. I think I still have your horseshoe upstairs too. Yeah, I had the F, but then mine had like the little. What, like, the what's F. that thing called on the back of your all's arms? What's that little thing? Oh, oh, a victory wreath. A weenus. The young American. No, the the, <laughs> the victory wreath. Victory wreath. Yeah, didn't that have it on there Victory too? Wreath. Yes, it did. That was uh, the that wait. was the the F with the wreath. It's Chris's pick. Uh, all right, dump weed was for sure the the one that I really wanted to start with. Woo! I I did not get it, but if I were to pick a second, like if I were to see them, the only one this is this is probably not in my top five songs, but I want to pick an opener. Yeah, and the the only opener that that. That comes close to that is Anthem Part Two. Oh hell yeah, that's a good. That is good. Yeah, so, we're doing all the openers. That's a so, great pick, Chris. Oh, you got to do the, the open. I mean, just that. That's what we get which, next week. Which man. is an opener on the album. Yes, which is an opener on the album. Which I always love picking the openers when I go see a band. But when the the drums hit and then the the bass comes in, it's really really well. Sounds so good. Yeah. Um, probably not one of my favorite Blink songs, but it's a great opener. It's and a great, great opener. opener. Same kind of like a recipe on some levels, like with the guitar line. Right. You know right, what I exactly. love? I, I picked this up when the album came out, but that they ended Enema of the State with Anthem and yeah. then they started yep. Take yeah, Off yeah. Your Pants and Jacket with Anthem Part yeah. 2. Yeah. Like just back to back like that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. There are some cool drum stuff that did this. Really? Mm-hmm. I think that that's, you can, like you said, they ended the album previously with anthem and then they started with anthem part two i think that that you because you can really feel tom's influence start to blossom i guess or start to Mm -hmm. bloom i think that that's tom because angels and airwaves which is the band that he started in during blink's hiatus Mm -hmm. there they do a lot of that where the beginning is the end and the end is the beginning he loves the cohesive yeah finish this round i'm so i'm just i'm in the catbird seat um (laughs) this is gonna be this is gonna be the dumbest pick I can't wait yeah. to hear it. No, with so it's a family with, reunion. With my first pick, not necessarily the opener. Adam Take Jones. off your pants, Dad. <laughs> Christmas no. Eve. I'm gonna take Anthem. Period. Oh, <laughs> really? I love that song. For this reason, listen. So the final track on my favorite Blink album, it's like the final boss of if you play video <laughs> games and you get the final boss. The, the game boss. has prepared you. Listen. The game has prepared you for that boss by making you face all the components of every prior boss. You've got pick slides. You've what got. Do we, what do we do? Can I talk? Keep going. Keep going. You've I got, love it. I'm got, with you. You've Andrew. got pick slides. You've got double double time hat and snare. Can I finish the cornerstone of punk of pop punk music? You've got hard cuts. You've got an anthemic chorus. You've got subject matter which covers house shows, booze, weed, getting laid, banging a dog. One of those I embraced in high school. One of those four, uh, and to me, it's Devin got, will let you it's got, figure that out. It's got it's got the feel of like a really good final episode of a season where you know that if there's a next one, it's gonna what be you're great. Into. Yeah, 
It's fair. Yeah. So I think like that's a, that's a good reason. Finishing on finishing on anthem, you get a picture of like whatever the next album is. We're in for it, and, and that's so I'll take anthem. That, that's, that's a, a good, good reasoning. Pick. It's a, a really really good song uh, album ender. Rock. So I do want to point out one th- one thing one one additional thing before I go again. Andrew, I'd like to commend you for how organized you are. Andrew has sheets of paper with lists. No, he actually did no, 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 no. He did this we, on his own before we ever <laughs> talked about doing this. We just we just bought a printer. We've been, I've been married for almost ten years, and we just bought a printer for the first time. And so I just wanted to print something. You're, You're just, just printing just, things. Just, printing everything. Uh, what one thing I want to point out a lyric in this in this song says. Why is Chris marked? Why is Chris marked with lipstick? That's Chris. I, I don't know. How to pronounce his last name. G E O R G G I N. He was a management part of the management for the band in 2002, and there's some like joke about him not wanting to kiss girls, and so they marked. They threw him in the song. So uh, shout out Chris Gojin. Gorgin. I always think of our Chris. I, I really, I think I like Anthem a lot because I often don't get to it, and then when I do, like seek out that song, I remember how good it is. Yeah, it's uh, it's almost like it belongs on the next album to me. Yeah, yeah, because it also comes after two absolute bangers, which we'll get to. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. will we? Oh, we will. <laughs> hey, hey, John, who's next? I'm gonna go get. Uh, no. You're next. Let's let Andrew get his rocks off here with this double pick because he he's so proud now? of himself. Yeah. Just, oh, oh mama. Let him go. Oh, I feel so oh, good. Mama. Oh, mama. <laughs> All right. Second. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we're now in round two, and I start with the second, with my second pick and the first pick of round two. I will take a song written in, released in 1999. Um, the name of this song, the genesis of this name, has to do with with one member writing something on their amp and another member writing something else on their amp. Damn. Tom wrote Aliens Exist. Mark wrote No, They Don't. So with the second pick, I'll take Aliens Exist. Wow. Okay. How about that? About. Not, not where I thought you were going. That's a, that's a little bit of a Dark Horse pick, I think. It's a great song. That was, one of the, that was one of the songs that I think took me from being like, a, I like this single to I like this band. I remember when we saw them in Cincinnati, like... I mean, just in general, it's kind of a lights-on moment in general. But like when they play that song, I remember all their lights went green, and just, it's like the first time you kind of notice, like, oh, people are being intentional with this, and it's just—it was just so cool. Being 16, you're just like, whoa. So this yeah, is all Tom I ever wrote, want to see. So he was. This was the kind of the first um, that I'm aware of public uh, connection of Tom's interest in yeah. the extraterrestrial, and then Mark's pushback, hmm. and consistent pushback against that so tom had written in tape aliens aliens exist on his guitar amp and then mark wrote no they don't and so if you listen to their and we'll see them live but if you go go to youtube and listen to their current live stuff hills tom will say no they don't after he says the first whatever couple is, lines is tom, really is mark like avidly against he I, I just did some he has been sort of comically against <clears throat> I think there's always jokes he's about just it. Trolling. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's just trolling. He's just trolling. trolling Tom. He's trolling Tom. But he does talk it? about 12. I was that's one say, 12 yeah, Majestic yeah, lines, yeah, right? Yeah. So 12 Majestic. Which you pointed out, and I did not majestic. know. Well, I listened to it, and I was like, what it. is 12 Majestic? And 12 Majestic is... the last line is, of the song. Yeah, 12 Majestic lies. If you're listening Tom to has Mark, sex Tom with guys. Tom has sex with guys, and that's what they change it to, because they're perverts like that. But they, and that line has not aged well. They don't do it it anymore. (laughs) 12 Majestic is the code name for the conspiracy cover-up of the UFOs, right? Mm -hmm. It's crazy that 
the the guitarist for Blink One Eighty Two, who's like famous for dick and fart jokes, is the one who's like outing the blowing off the lid on the, all yeah, of these UFOs, the government so. UFO stuff. Yeah, like, that's insane. Yeah, and that song has aged very well as a result because it's it's literally what he believed in. It's essentially yeah, like, it's, it's, it's is my dad an alien? Because the 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 theory or the sort of the the thinking was like you take a human an alien would take a human woman impregnate her <laughs> send her back to earth that, that's why he says bio father that's why he says who's my mother bio father so he's saying he's making a joke about i know who my mom is but my dad's an alien well, and his dad was the one who wanted to send him off to yours. military school and be like well it's funny when you listen to all like the documentaries and stuff they always say oh yeah that dude's always been obsessed tom has always been obsessed with conspiracy theories and stuff like that so there you go all right. It's American. Next pick is Chris. What was yours again? Oh, Chris. I did. No, Andrew did Aliens Exist. Oh, mine? Yeah. Feeling this. Get ready for action. You did, you did Anthem and Aliens Exist. That is correct. Okay. So, so for the, I, I'll mention this now. We don't have to go through the, <clears throat> the specifics of it, but I had Chat GPT draft a set list. Hmm. Yeah, a five-song set list, and only one, I won't tell you which one. But and then you printed it out. I did. <laughs> only one of the five songs have been taken so far. I am going to take my second pick, uh, and I'm going to choose "Down." Oh Ooh. man, good song. Very good song. Great song. Down, 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 down. I wa- I watched that video of them playing that at the like MTV like like Kids Choice Awards or something like forever. Like it was it was they played it when it. They all are dressed like surfers and look like idiots at this point. <laughs> but it's it just it was pretty good. It was just really great. What do you like about that song? Drums. I do like the drums on it. I think it's it's really it's layered really well. It features all three of their parts really well. I think it I did this. It's very, very art. <laughs> I thought it was you did this. Uh it's very artistic. I think that's one of the th- the songs on that album that I will not ever like violence as well. Those two are You'll like oh, those down. are my first two mm. that I will not skip. Mm. Like I'll even I've heard I miss you so much that I, I probably will skip it. Never ever will skip down in violence. Mm. I just Good. love the down the especially the when it's it like starts dissonant, out that, that guitar, dissonant dissonant star yeah. Yeah. And funny enough, every that's song that I have like just starts with a guitar and then the drums come in. So I love something I like. I love the way that guitar sounds. But he's like, there's some that drum beat is not necessarily hard, but he's doing some really articulate things, which he tends to do. And he recorded them with a really cool mic, so I remember that being a big piece of it. Yeah, I just love the sound of it. Mm-hmm. It's very smooth. It's not. I have a lot of like upbeat songs on there. It's it's one of the slower ones, so I like that. Do you have a category for that, or you're just doing a set list? I I actually have it in my set list, and I said I wasn't going to do it, but I've I've picked my one and two. So it would go Anthem Part 2 into Down. I like it. Mm. Be really good. I'm doing kind of the similar thing because nobody's picking my songs. I'm going to go ahead and take Man Overboard. God. Made one. That's a, that's a great song. <laughs> a it, great it's a tough one, though, because God. tell the people why. It's, well, tell them why it's, it's a interesting it's not song. Because it's not on an album? No. Chris took, What's it Chris about? took yeah. Dumpweed. I was going to take Man Overboard. I was, yeah, I was going to take Man Overboard, too. Like, Man Overboard, which I actually... Britain just told me for the first time is about their first drummer Scott about Rain and yeah. his alcoholism. He's like an alcoholic, yeah, yeah. It, it came out on Mark Tom and Travis show as a bonus track. Right. It was a single they had. Was it? 
I can't remember if it was that or Rock Show where they just like spent ten thousand dollars on nothing video. That was Rock Show. I think it was. I think it was Rock Show. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so Man Overboard. They had that. It was a very similar video, but um, it was a single. But yeah, they, it wasn't on an album. So anyway, very very good Mark and Tom duo song. Yeah. Yes. In my opinion, one of You're the right. best. Um, I remember around the time y'all had burned me the the Mark Tom and Travis show live album. I didn't know about that song. And I was like, hmm. you know, you kind of listen to the whole live set and then it pops up and it's just like this really, really well produced, like basically yeah. Enema of the State B side. I was like, holy, like the, I'm like so sorry it's over. Like yeah. I just like that. The greatest guitar tone. Oh, it's incredible. And the core, honestly, the lyrics in the chorus are so good, mm. especially when you know it's, I didn't never, I mean, obviously singing about some friend with some sort of a self-destructive kind of personality, but. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest that. The fact that they wrote it, recorded it, released it, and that they still play it in their sets, mm-hmm. that's probably one of the greatest head nods of respect that they could give a dude that, yep. that mm-hmm. bowed out of the band or was kicked out of the band for his own vices, mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest. I mean, I think Good it's point. a beautiful song. It's I really, really song. pretty. I lo- I mean, I think it shows some of the creativity of Mark as a bass player because he... You know, often he toes the line. He's just he's just gonna play. He's gonna hold right. it down. Right. But when when you can kind of write, he like writes those cool lead lines sometimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a really really good version. He of plays it. bass like a guitar. Yeah. Almost. A lot of the time he does. Yeah. And one of the I things that really I've always loved about Blink is they, uh, especially obviously with with Travis, is they just like will change tempos. Uh, maybe not tempos is the right word, but they'll go from like four to the floor, to then you're just in a halftime, and then you're in a groove all of a sudden, and then you go back to, like, they just no, do he's, that he's better gr- than he anyone. Cre- yeah, his signatures go, he'll go eighth notes to quarters yeah, signatures, quick. Yeah. That's the, yeah, that's the better way to say it. And And Man Overboard is is probably one of my favorites for how they do that. So, like, when they hit that like, that just gets me every time. That's why I like Enema, too, or Enema, uh, Anthem, too, because that they're, they go from mm-hmm. double time to to quarter notes, and you don't even think about it until you think about it. You're like, wait, they've, they've gone back and forth and back and forth. I had texted you. Oh, it was when you guys were getting ready for the show that you played with Canonize, the one that I couldn't make it. And I was like, dude, did you all ever land your set? And you, <laughs> yes. you sent me a list, and then you put Man Overboard at the end. I was like, what the f***? <laughs> like, did you all play <laughs> Man Overboard? Yeah. I let it sit for like an hour, dude. Yeah. I did. I was like, I did you all play I sent him Man Overboard without Man me? Overboard. <laughs> it's like the subtle, like, subliminal message of we're kicking you out of the band. I just me. wanted to be just like... Yeah, <laughs> it would be funnier if he was like, "We wrote a new one." <laughs> it's called. Yeah, that would have been even yeah. more fun. What I really—that's a—that's a great pick. What I really love about that song is I really like that if a, if a, an artist will go so autobiographical that they will go that deep into their personal lives and then and throw it out to the to the masses like that. And yeah, I, I hadn't thought about that, Britain, that they're writing that. Um, when I w- watched that sports music festival, it was. Scott, who was playing drums, and you always study the person who's playing your instrument. So I was like, mm. "What's this?" And then, at that point in time, there was no internet, or there, it wasn't up to right. speed now. So when I bought Enema of the State, I'm like looking through the booklet and looking at all their pictures. I'm like, "That's not the same drummer yes, as was yes. uh, that was on the, yep. the pictures in that one." And that's obviously when they picked up Travis. But uh, the Foo Fighters do a great job with that documentary back and forth. Mm-hmm. Adam Goldsmith, and they kick out the drummer from. Sunday day real estate, but they when they talk about that, I really appreciate that. Uh, Dave Grohl now will just pay homage to the guys that 
went forth like he considers them all foo fighters so mm-hmm. like even the who's the guy from scream that he brought back to play the show oh yes. yeah 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 i got a phone call that guy yeah, yeah. It's yeah. That's pretty cool. If for those of you guys like, we've all been in bands and we've been in several different versions of bands, and I think Blink very much shows this. If you followed them, bands are families, and when somebody gets cut, man, it's a very deeply personal thing. And I think just again to reiterate, them playing this song, I think it's a really cool way for them to honor this dude and got kicked out. Was the the line that hits harder when you know it's about a person when he says that? Uh, we can't depend on your excuses because in the end it's f-ing useless. It's it's a deep song. You're right. Anyway, it's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and to Brit. Okay. I'm just going to use that as a segue because the person that told me that, that this was about Scott Rayner. Was Scott Rayner. No, it was Scott Rayner. <laughs> the person that told me that that's about Scott Rayner is one of my favorite bassists of all time. His name is Nathan Miller, and he's a guy that Chris and I were in a band with called Woodbine. That was our high school oh, I band. Taking. I know what you're taking. Do you know what I'm taking? I do. I would kind of like you to predict it. With Britain's second pick. I don't think you know. You're taking Apple Shampoo. I'm not. Okay. Uh, that's a good song. question. What? Oh, Nathan Miller's favorite song. It's his it favorite. is his favorite song. Um, it's really good. That's Shout a good out. one. I'm actually going Shame. back to Shame. the album yeah. Cheshire Cat. And again, wow. I don't think that this is a, a super coveted Blink song. I wouldn't call it one of my favorites, but I really, really like uh, the song M&M's. And that's going to be Whoa. that's going to be my... No, that was on mine. Dude, the guitar first, that's that song. Mark's on. Yeah. So that, to me, Mark is a really, really simple songwriter. And you can tell from Buddha to Cheshire Cat all the way up into Pants and Jacket. Mark writes really simple lyrics, and he writes a ton of them that you can't hardly spit out in a sentence. And he writes these just—he's like a rapper. Yeah, it's almost he, like I, like it's almost hip hop. He writes just these really simple songs. That's one of Nathan Miller's favorite songs. Um, Great song favorite Blink songs. It's one of the first ones that I remember him showing me. And I love that that super high lead line. There's so much distortion. And I really wanted to get one of these really fast pop punk songs. Because that, that's a quintessential Blink song. That's all I need to say on it. That's a really good pick. Because, I mean, I, I bet nobody else had that. Did you have that? No, they didn't. It's, it's on my list of, it's like a backup yeah. song for me, for sure. I, actually, I was thinking about trying to have as much, you know, cover as much of the albums as possible. But I the think fact, the fact that you picked a fast one is important. I think that's a good move where it's like it's a great you, song. You, Every punk song, Woodbine used to sound like that. Like when I listen to that to Eminem's, I'm like, we used to attempt to sound just <laughs> like that. I couldn't play sixteenth notes with my right hand like like they could. So I would do the What's interesting is uh Travis and Tom bring like this punk rock kind of influence to the band and Mark brings like the cure. Yes. Like it's very interesting. Like that is a full on punk rock song where he is singing like a, lo- a cure love song over top of it, which I think is so cool. Yes. And it's the way he writes. It's a good way to put it. All right, John. All right. Speaking mm. of the cure, go ahead. Speaking of the cure. <laughs> oh man. That's on my list. That's high on my list. I know. I know it is. But I, I also kind of feel like no one else really covets that song. So maybe I'll roll the dice and wait for it. Man, my top five have been taken. So now Whoa. I'm, I'm kind of dipping into some different. So your top t- five are what? Whoopsies. Can you say what they are? Violence, Feeling This, 
Man Overboard, Dump Weed, <clears throat> Anthem Part 2. Wow. So, hmm, let me think now strategically about this, because I have two. This is fun. Yeah, it's fun. What's a draft? <laughs> what, what, this is a draft. What, what we did for the movies was not a draft. <laughs> hey, that's a great re-listen, though. If you listen to that episode, <laughs> I don't want to really, quote. Really I, don't, I hate to quote myself, but upon the re-listen, <laughs> but that one time I, I said this. No, no. <laughs> when, when, like when you John and I are trying to explain what what it is, and Britain's like, and <laughs> he right away gets into it. I'm like. That's what it's about. <laughs> that, like, that's why we're doing it. Because he gets all fired have, up about something, and, and none of us have seen it. what movie is it? It's uh, it's True Romance. And he goes, and then we all say that you all say that you haven't seen Goodfellas. He just goes, <laughs> No, I've seen it. <laughs> I looked back at that, and I still. To this day, have seen none of the movies that I haven't seen, but I've seen all of yours. All right, I'm I'm gonna just follow my gut here on this one. I think this is a little bit of a I wouldn't say a sleeper. I think it's a sleeper song on the album, um, probably not. Especially in the sense that it's deeper in the order. And I think what I loved about this song, and, and I think. Uh, ultimately what I love about this album is like it felt very purposeful and it felt like there was like a story behind it and it felt like they had a theme and I'm gonna go with Asthenia oh, oh nice a great song I remember That's hearing song. about it's a great like, song man that, like, remind just, like, me the, Asthenia it's, it's the one that starts with the NASA sounds. What is yeah. Asthenia, John? Tell yeah. us. I don't know, but I do know that like the song. I mean, it's that song about like the guy that's like stuck in space and like he's kind of asking, like, the, I like, the fear, I, do I want to come back? Space, right? Like, do I want to come back home and or do I just want to stay here in this lonely world and stuff like that? I just kind of go like, wow, I don't remember oh, yes. ever hearing a ton of Blink songs that have kind of like a, you know, like you know, we kind of were listening to, like Coheed and they have these like themed things about like graphic novels and it's like, oh wow, this is like intentional story writing with music and i yeah. just think that song goes really hard and i just it's also I've interesting really that they write song, song. like that says, song is a, would i go back when i go yeah back? yeah that that song like i feel like could have been a really cool i i think that song's amazing but they chose to record it almost like lo-fi like it's got that like it's kind of muted it's not mm-hmm. it's not as sharp as the rest of their album mm-hmm. which i think is a really cool choice because it almost sounds like it's a transmission I think was probably the intention. Very Ava. Yeah, it's, it's super, super well, early. It's our first taste sure. of that. Yeah. Yes. So, but, but it's interesting because it's it is a muted song in between a ton of polished songs. So like right before it's right before Always, for example. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's a fantastic song, kind of so, buried in there. Yeah. So John, it's the uh, condition experienced by astronauts following long-term space flight, in which following return to Earth, the astronaut experiences symptoms such as fatigue, mm. irritability. Lack of appetite and sleep disorder. That would be a Tom song. That's the right. definition of asthenia. That's cool. Never That's cool that. that he he inserts yep. his artistry into it, or his his interests and his just creative mind like that. It also like when you li- if you boiled it down or just listen to it instrumental, it's it's a full on Blink song. Like his guitar is just like it's not. It's a great song. It's super good. I remember hearing them talk about too, like at the beginning, kind of when they're getting out of like the NASA stuff and going into the song, they like recorded this. Essentially, a dying speaker uh, in this air. Yes, it was like yes. like the tube was blown or something like that, and it was just like yes. a dying. And that's at that, that down, down, down. Like it, it's just like a cool like production value thing that I always appreciate when people like tell I you love the it, gimmick yes. behind some of the stuff that they do. I remember hearing that. Thought that was cool. That's awesome. Um, Great pick. All right, you get another one. I do. 
I am also going to go a little bit. I Doesn't it feel great to go twice in a row? Though? I love the snake it, draft. It does. It does, but it's also, I think, the spot that I'm in it makes it. And then you're forgotten for like forever. 10 minutes. I'm like, hi, guys, hi, guys, hi, guys. Um, go sit in the corner, John. <laughs> You've had your share. Yeah. By the way, while John's deciding, we still have four of the five J- chat GPT <laughs> songs available. I'm going to go with what I, I know. Well, it's funny. I mean, like, Nathan, I kind of assume that you love all these songs and think all these songs are bangers. I'm going to go with another song that I think I've been rock hard all night. <laughs> a little bit uh, buried. And it just, for whatever reason, this song always stood out to me on this album, and it's always just been like a fun one for me. This goes a little bit more towards their fun, playful side. I'm going to go with Roller Coaster. Hell yeah. That's a good right. song. It's a really good one. I, I've almost put it on my top five today. Really? Uh, or, or just my five. Really? Yeah, I, I think Roller Coaster. Dude, I love roller coasters. I well, think it's so fun. It's matter. so poppy. But I just, yeah, I didn't know. Like, I just know that with a bunch of diehards, I didn't know if you were going like, oh, I maybe want to go earlier with that style, like go into to do Ranger or Cheshire and you know, stuff like that. So, but I, I've always just had a Did, soft spot for that song. Didn't they write this album like in sixty days? It was pretty quick. It was really quick. Like they, well, they wrote they it, jammed through it. I know that like a big part of the like lore is that they like they wrote the whole thing, they gave it to the label, and the label's like, okay, cool, but you need some hits, and they're like, uh, you want some hits, we'll get you some f-ing hits, and they wrote rock show and first date and just threw it on there. Hmm. That was like, oh really? Like because they had written this kind of gritty, darker like anthem part two and stay together for the kid. All these songs are yeah. a little bit. I mean, even shut up. Like those songs aren't necessarily like radio friendly, and then the, the label's like, you got to give us something, some hits. It's pretty clear what the songs on this album are about, which is cool. Like, mm-hmm. I think they tell you what they are in terms of just whether it's divorce or you know family issues or dating or yeah, nothing's hidden booze. about this album. Right? Yeah, yeah. Which is especially given that it was what two thousand and one. Yeah. And to me, like, wasn't it was it in our last album where like Nathan, you're talking about going like Kings Island or something like that, and just in the summer, yeah. you know, like it's just like this. It's being a kid it's being in high school it's having fun in the summer and stuff like that like that's what that song represents in so many ways well i think i think the whole album take off your pants and jacket is about being young like whether it's about dealing with your parents divorce or roller coaster i think is about you know i think it's using the imagery of the of the going to theme parks and stuff but it's about just getting yanked around by you know your crush or whatever Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. you got you got first date on there you got stay together for the kids you got anthem part two you know it's it's a very uh, angsty youth album, which I think is and yeah, it's the only one that's like that really of yeah. their of their album. I, I put and this I album just, on uh, like at the end of our or the beginning of our soccer season in high school. It's like you write like write up a little bio, you know, like what's your favorite food or who's your favorite athlete, blah blah blah, and what's your favorite album. And I put this and I put take off your pants and jacket. And I got an earful from my coach. He was not because then you put it in print and I then you hand it out that. to everyone, like every single game Gosh. and all the parents and all that stuff. And he was just like, "Why the hell did you put this in here?" I was like, "Ah, uh, because it's funny and tasteful and angsty." And I, I remember. I like. remember that they released like three versions of the album that had two bonus tracks. Then, oh yeah, and and, depend, yeah. and depending bo- on and by bonus you mean an, like non like parental advisory like one of them you, was called the dog song one of them was that acoustic <laughs> breakup song yes um, um we were but, right. 
But they, so you could drive, like I would make my dad like drive me around to, I was trying to find them at all the different, like I went to Best Buy and I went to Disc Jockey. I went to like. Totally forgot about that. Yeah. And it just back in the days of CDs, I was yeah. like, I have to have these songs that are unreleased. Yeah. Dickie Hayden, shout out Richie. Now it goes by, he had all of them and he somehow acquired the cardboard stand up that they used at Best Buy <laughs> nice. in his room. I, I don't just know. the three of them? Like all yeah, three, the three yeah. of them. They're all in that yes. like V formation. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, oh. <gasps> That's pretty cool. I think to John's point real quick before Britain picks, we sort of, uh, there's some element of this where we just lucked out and were the age we were when this came out. Yes. Like you guys, mm. so I, th- I guess, and correct me if I'm wrong, John, uh, John, Britain, Chris, you guys were 16 when Take Off Your Pants came out in 01. Yeah. Whereabouts? Yeah. Yeah, I was close 12. to it, yeah. So like that, you just can't, you either are that age when that hits or you're not. <clears throat> not that you can't enjoy any more or less, but that you resonate with going to house shows at 16 or, you know, whatever, sneaking boot or whatever it is. Yeah. Like that you you either are that age because you're just that age or you're not. And we sort of have this special, especially you three have this special. Insert Kevin Graves singing. I took her out. Kevin Gates. Gates, <laughs> Kevin, <Yeah>. Kevin Graves, <laughs> Kevin Graves. <laughs> <laughs> leading, a, leading a financial piece. Leading a financial piece. Neighbor Elliot's dad. <laughs> Insert Kevin Graves leading a financial piece university seminar. <laughs> Kevin and Alicia. I took Shout her out, out, Kevin Alicia. <laughs> Is it I my took turn? her out. You wasn't was by that. Yeah, I, I work alone. He says all the wrong words. What the hell is this? He says all the wrong words. He's so happy. When he says when he, hit, to, when he so hits I, Friday night. I've picked my opener. I've picked my Mark song. I'm debating on whether to go for my Tom song or my closer. My suspicion is nobody's going for my Tom song, so I'm going to go for the throat, and I'm going for my closer, which is none other than probably one of the most popular Blink songs, Damn It, from the album Damn ah, 1999. You, you can have it, man. You I'm can have it. So well. so, I'm doing so well. I love Damn It. I, Damn It is one of those ones that was, if you were into punk rock or you were into alternative music and you saw and you heard this song, like when we did in the era that we were, I would say this is probably one of the most influential songs on my entire life. Yeah, that's true. I completely agree. I, I, I really, I honestly don't listen to it anymore because right. I wore it out You're right. so much when mm-hmm. I was younger. But, but when I, like when I was looking back on it, like looking at the video and I remember being 11 years old and watching like them play that and just going, I've never heard anything like yeah. this before. That's uh, when we go to Atlanta next week, that song might f- <laughs> me up. And I'm dead serious when I say that, like that song is encompassing of, I mean, just the chorus of it, I guess this is growing up. And I think if you are a peripheral punk rock fan, or if you were somebody that was like, I remember jocks in high school, Knowing that song, or if you were Sam Spieler, you thought the like lyrics a sissy. were like a sissy, like a sissy going on. Whatever it was, when that song came on, people were like, "All right, yeah, I can, I can get down with this." There were some and some songs that were would transcend whatever click that you were in. This was kind of one of those songs, mm-hmm. and I, I still to this day, this song will ride, and I will let it ride. So one one thing that's fun about this band, and we've alluded to it, but. And Britton, to your point, is like, so this song came out in 97. I'm just doing the math based on what I have written here. You were 12? 
Correct. So, again, just like not only was it about what it's about, but it when you got to it, it was pretty new. Yes, and it mm-hmm. meant it was just like not many people were were privy to experience it. the back end. Yeah, it wasn't it was, that hadn't been done before. In all honesty, Chris probably when we were younger, Chris would discover before I would, and he's the one that brought home. You brought home Foo Fighters color and shape. You brought home. Damn it. With the Han Solo pistol on the front? No, no. Color Buck Rogers. That's self-titled. Self-titled. Yeah, this was was definitely one of those. When you hear this one, it's like, whoa. It's not a Blade show without it. Have you guys ever seen the movie SLC Punk? No? No. No? Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's all right. It's it's like one of those movies from the 90s and stuff. And in the very end, they've watched a friend die and stuff. I'm not ruining anything like that. And in the end, he brings out they all they're nerds and they listen to Rush, and they all just like that was like Rush was like the nerd band and stuff. And in the last scene of that movie, it's a flashback to when they were younger, and he brings out this other album, and he's like, "What are what are you doing? Take what are you taking that album off for?" And he's like, "Let's listen to something different." And he's got like a copy of like the Dead Kennedys or something. No, it's the Clash. It's the Clash. Okay, and it enters them into a world of punk rock and but when, that's so, when you brought home dude ranch there was something being tattooed on my soul where i was just hmm. like this is going to be music will be a part of my life and i think i just i probably owe that to you thanks chris jason siegel's in that what mm-hmm. wow devin sawa jason siegel and you, I uh, I I love Damn It. I mean, you can't be a Blink fan and not love Damn It. I I think there's a part of me just having watched so many live shows, like, and gone to two, but but see, watched so many on YouTube or whatever. Like, I just would love to see it somewhere else in the set list. Sometimes <laughs> I'm just like, I would love <laughs> to see them close with something else. Yeah. I tell, I tell you but, what, uh, you know what I had this as in the beginning. Hmm. Foo Fighters did this. They closed for 20 years with Everlong. Yep. And when he, after he broke his leg and they came back, for whatever reason, Chris and I saw them like this. They began to open the set, and I think that this song would be a killer of, oh my God. of an opener. Yes. Because the way Foo Fighters would do it is they have the curtain in front of them so you can't see them, and they, they go... And they start. And they, <laughs> I think this would be incredible if they began to open the set. I know. I agree. Didn't I they know. not play Everlong recently? Yeah, they 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 skipped it for the first time in like twenty five years or something. Wow. Like yeah. last week, and he was like, he was wow. like, people, you were, motherfuckers are blowing my daughter up on yeah. Instagram and Twitter, saying TikTok, like, how dare you? Yeah, your dad not play Everlong. Wow. He said, and what I have to say about that is. <laughs> You. <laughs> He's like, I played it for you all for 26 years. He goes, but that being said, goes right into it. I have a. Uh, it's pretty great, man. You you totally caught me in the feels on that one, for sure. There's but something I, I think too that, about that. Oh, sorry, Chris. My bad. You go. You keep doing no, it. No, I, I think that uh, the SLC Punk thing when he when he brings that up and it's the it's the other kid the kid that's arguing with him. He's like, why would we not listen to Rush? Their their drum, they've got the gymnast of drums, Neil Peart, and the signatures are this. They're this, are perfect, they're this. And that's when he says, but what if we just listen to something a little bit different or whatever it is? Heroin Bob and Steve-O, yeah. the main characters. And it's just like, I mean, he, he hands him, it's kind of like an, an understanding of rebellion. Yes. Like he hands him that. And mm-hmm. to me, if I, like I 
I understand your all's point of putting it at the beginning, but like if on my set list, like you picked my opener and my closer, because I don't think there's a better opener than Dumpweed and Damn It is my closer because I remember seeing that like seeing that song as a, as an eleven year old and and that chorus well I get if if I were have if, if this were my catalog of songs, I want to leave this I want to walk off stage singing, well, I guess this is growing up because it just is such a great encapsulator of what the hell were we doing in a basement in California? And, mm-hmm. That's and good. Mm-hmm. I guess this this even in this moment, this has grown up. Mm-hmm. Good pick. It's a good one. Who's up? I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. I think I gotta I'm gonna snatch this from Andrew. He is him. Gosh. What is the he is him? What it's you, just a thing. What do you mean snatch this from me? Just just you watch. He's been looking at my paper. No, I don't know your paper. <laughs> I just know you. My things. I have a guess as well. Uh, this I is am... way more fun than I thought it would be. Hell yeah. It always is. <laughs> the listeners will love Jesus. it. All right, I'm going with Windy Clear. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it's a it's a it's kind of a deep cut. Yeah, it's it's a great song. I I love the I it was one of those like I think the first the first guitar lick I ever learned was probably damn it. Other than hot cross buns and all that stuff. <laughs> uh, no, no, you've forgotten the first one. I like peanut butter. I oh yeah, I like, like peanut butter. Yeah, peanut butter. for sure. And then hot cross buns, and then damn it. And then, <laughs> and then I, I went rogue. I, le- I went rogue and learned damn it and windy clear. The <laughs> it's a great, it's a great song. It's a great march song. What a, I great, love. what a great harmonizing song. Yeah. If you're trying yeah. to learn harmonies, I wish it didn't to have to be so bad. This song, this song makes me want to buy a Stratocaster. I, I just, I love the way the guitar sounds. I love the, I love the lyrics. I love uh, the chorus is so good, and I love. I think what made me love it the most was probably the live album. They, it's so they, they just, they always make a joke at the end, and they end it, and they, wish it didn't have to be so bad. Wish it didn't have to be so bad. And I just like, <laughs> it's just like, in, like tattooed on my skull. But anyway, I love Wendy Clear. I know Andrew loves Wendy Clear. Is it common for bands to, when they play live, to slow songs down or speed them up? I would think speed. I think punk bands for sure. Speed. They tend to speed them up. Because yeah. that one, Wendy Clear is a click or 10. Me. Yeah. Don't Leave Me is like 10 clicks faster. You're right. <laughs> Oh man, we just watched that video of them playing down. Yes, <laughs> it was so fast. Right, but when yeah, we, when we saw Manchester open for Blink that one year, oh, they, yeah. they played everything like as fast oh, as possible gosh. just to cram in as many songs as possible. It was so. It was like Windy it sounded good, but it was just it was so frustrating to hear. Windy Pride Clear, Windy Clear is a great song. Yep, I'm just gonna go with Windy Clear. Windy Clear. Let me say this: Windy Clear is a song that sounds like it should be on. Dude Ranch, but it's on Enema, in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah. So take it or leave it. It's a well-produced. Yeah. All right, we got Chris. I will say the only time that I've ever seen some a band play a song significantly slower is when Jet played Cold Hard B- <laughs> huh. Cold <laughs> Hard B- <laughs> 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 and that song's like it's it's at the perfect like Bob Remfer. And that was all I need. <laughs> I have decided. 
Oh man. Uh, liked, all right. Bob. Liked. I kind of liked Bob. I should, I I do like. <laughs> <laughs> He's still alive, bro. He's very much alive, bro. Um, this is a strange one, but I'm. I I said that I wouldn't, but I'm literally going like so, like set list down oh, just down. Uh, but my I w- dump weed and damn it have been taken, so I'm actually going to take Josie for my. Oh, yes. Yes. I think Josie would be an unbelievable closer. That is such a good song. Josie. We were just talking about that. It's just, it's such a good one. one uh, like the intro of it, is, it's just all of them. It just all of a sudden like starts and it's all three of them doing that thing. And then they do the quick cut. Yeah, my girlfriend. I think that'd be a great closer because of that. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I mean, that was, it's on the album. I saw them play it. That was one of the, the songs that they played. Um, good pick. And and it's it's such a good, a, a little bit like damn it, like it's such a good old punk rock song or like yep. pop punk song. I mean, just you writing lyrics in your basement about a girl shout out shouting out your favorite Mexican food joint, and they even <laughs> is it does he say I show up at three a.m. and she's still watching vacation, she's still up watching vacation, vacation, vacation. Yep. Yep. being meaning the Chevy Chase yep. vacation, yes. and I see her pretty face. It takes me way to a better place. And no, I just I Christmas vacation, yes. but vacation. Yes, I just love that. Like that's yep. such a good picture of that time of life. And for us who are lacking the bulge, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> We're he is well him. I, he, I, <laughs> what does that mean? I'm him. I'm him. <laughs> I am on God. When I when I listen to Josie, like that is a skeleton for people writing songs. Like, oh, this is how you start a band. You you get a sheet of paper and you write just ass lyrics about your girlfriend. I think it's a great song. And it's also a great, it's a great, it's a great early use of both of their voices. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. Tom singing the chorus. Yes. I know, I know that everything. He sounds, everything. he does not sound good. No. But Josie would be the, that would be such a kick-ass song on Enema. Yes. Like yeah. using, pulling Travis in and cleaning it It doesn't up. sound great, but but honestly, like that's the part of the song that I'd cry. Oh, no, it's a great, it's Gritty. a, it's and a I just great like, song. It is a, it is actually my number five, so. Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Miss you. So, thanks a lot, Bin Laden. Miss you every day. <laughs> All right, we got Andrew. All right, Andrew, blow your load with these two picks. <laughs> so before I pick, um, <laughs> my my top five were kind of untouched until Chris picked Josie. I got my first two I wanted. So I'm what I'm what my tactic for the rest will be to pick the the remaining two I have on my list with number three. I'll pick a song released in 2001. That's not too dissimilar from Anthem, which is Reckless Abandon. Mm. Oh, yeah. Aunt. Reckless Abandon. <laughs> I cannot hear that song without hearing you do that voice <laughs> there. Remember, you <laughs> Reckless Abandon. There was one point I, I specifically remember you had a towel over your head and you like, you're like, Aunt. <laughs> Reckless well, the opening is so like soft. It, like he's like, oh, you know what we should do? I should sing like away off the mic. Like, try this new but I mean, it's such an amazing song. So good. you know that song sort of actually kind of similar to Anthem, yep. like even in in lyrical content. But yeah. the, the subject matter is not too dissimilar in terms of like we're young, we're going to house shows, we're. Taking a shit in a bathroom tub. <laughs> trying to get, trying to, you know. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're trying to get laid. Um, 
It is to me classic take off your pants and sport coat mm-hmm. uh, material. And I'm going to roll right into my fourth pick, which is my first. See, I've got this is four. So we got one more after this. You've got three Tom songs, by the way. This is to me, my fourth pick is the best example of a Mark and Tom call and response, for be- for lack of a better word, no, where they is. each, uh, each of, you get Mark's voice and you get Tom's voice. Stockholm Syndrome Ooh. from the self-titled album. That was on my list. I think I so. For me, stock for me since the very beginning, I was 14 when when the self-titled came out, and Stockholm Syndrome has been my favorite track mm. since 2003 and has not changed. So, this uh, is the first. And if you want, if you want to take the creepy, the intro or the Stockholm Syndrome interlude, is Mark's grandfather had written letters to his grandmother. During World War II, uh, and he had. Uh, it wasn't Judy Dench, was it? It's always, I always, it always sounds like Judy Dench to me. <laughs> I wrote it down. I thought. My dearest, Catherine Hepburn. No, he Judy, had a, Judy he had, Gemstone. He had. <laughs> Tom had an actress, or sorry, Mark had an actress read his grandfather's love letters to his grandmother during World War II as an interlude to that song. So, um, incredible. It sort of starts with kind of like a somber. Joanne Almost, Wally? Yeah, that's right. Joanne Wally. Almost that, like a Is that old man Wally's daughter? <laughs> <laughs> and last thing before I turn it to Chris, Stockholm Syndrome as an interesting sort of just kind of theme over the song is it it was a term coined in the early 70s when bank employees were held hostage uh, and they would not testify against their Captors. captor during trial. They essentially they would, like so befriend them. Because there were... Yeah, there was like a closeness that yep. was gained yep. in the hostage crisis. Yep. Which is actually really interesting if you think about it. Like that whole psychology yeah. of how that works. But. So it happened yeah, it happened in Stockholm, Sweden, uh, in the early seventies. But that to me is like the quintessential like that is what Mark and Tom can do separately and then together, because the call and response is what I called it, um, for lack of a better term. Joanne Wally is who reads that? Mm-hmm. She is she is in Willow, placed opposite Val Kilmer as Sorsha. Oh wow! Really? There you go. <clears throat> That's crazy. This That's is a really. The first. I I had a hard time not putting that on my list. That was the last. I just I love. I think I was so. I had a hard time when Tom came back to Blink in 2009. His voice was still very Angels and Airwaves, and I missed. Like I was. I think Stockholm Syndrome was the best example of like I wish Tom's voice still sounded like this, mm-hmm. like in Blink. Wait, it's so just you, such a punk Stockholm rock. Stockholm Syndrome was your what, fourth. What, but what was the, your third? Reckless Abandon. Reckless Abandon. That's a really good song. Mm-hmm. Back to Willow for a second. Is Peck <laughs> not like the worst made up ethnic slur you've ever <laughs> heard in your life? Every time they say it, or I'm just what? Like, it's Peck. for a Get out of the way, Peck! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Fake ethnic slur. <laughs> It, it's, every time I hear it, I'm just like, ah, oh, that hurts me. I don't even know what that means. All right, Chris. Man, I had this on my... Oh, I did have it. <laughs> it was on post-it note number four. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to swerve. I wasn't I wasn't planning on picking this one. I'm going to choose always. Oh. Hmm. Love always. I also think that if you play them together, down and always go really, really well together. And... It's like Down, it features all three of their parts really, really well. But specifically, you can tell that, that Travis had some writing in that one. 
Man, his drums are so cool, but I, I've always been obsessed with the way the bass sounds. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. The, the, the drums coming in like that and the bass. It's so pretty. Same way with Down. Mm. That's yeah. a really, really good, good song. That's, that's, one of my, that's one of my all-time Tom songs. Those are great compliments to each other. Writing a set list, buddy. Oh, God, it's me. All right, I'm going to go with... Uh, I think I, I just like keep picturing this song on my list, so I guess I got to go with it, even though it was on my second list because I try to get all artsy. I'm going to go with Every Time I Look For You. Mm. It is the song that starts American Pie 2. I think that song is so good. It's also an amazing Mark and Tom song. Is that an enema or is that a takeoff? Take Off Your Pants. It is, yeah, it's just, I, it's one of the standouts for me on that album, and it's one, if I just pull up that album, sometimes I'll just go to it. I think it's a, I think it's a really good, just kind of, you know, lost love kind of song. And, um, yeah, I think I just love the way their voices complement each other in that one. Even though it's kind of, it's kind of tucked away, it's not, it doesn't necessarily have anything super exciting going on. The guitar is very uh, kind of basic, and I just, I don't know why, I just, I love the, I love the pre-chorus, the, when they go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of my favorite Mark and Tom things ever. So I'm going with Every Time I Look For You from Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Which means it's my turn. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the only the only one that's under threat right now is my duo category because Nathan has already picked Feel Miss. Somebody's picked Down. I've got representation from Enema of the State, Cheshire Cat, and Dude Ranch, so I'm going to go ahead and get the self-titled out of the way, and I'm going to pick probably one of the most beloved Blink songs is I Miss You. Oh, yeah. So, um, I love the way they've been playing that. Yeah, is that right? Oh, it's. I haven't listened to it. You haven't seen any of the like Coachella I, or anything? I really haven't tried to delve into a ton of it. Oh, man. Is it good? Especially that first Coachella performance when Tom was back for the first time. Yeah. Back in, was that <clears throat> April? Mark sings his verse, pitchy. And then, <laughs> and then he goes, and then, and then it, it, they do the, they do the intro again, and then. It's Tom's part, and and Mark goes, "Motherfucker, sing it!" And Tom and and, and and they just stop playing, and Tom oh, just really? yells, "The where are you?" It's so good. It's like it's just like this. It's very emotional because it's like he's back, and then and then they they absolutely just like destroy the ending. Like it's like this huge rock out like instrumental that they, that's not on the album. It's really cool. Yeah. So that there's a documentary that Chris sent us that we've been watching, and it's. It's what is it making the album or album something yeah, like that? It's, it's an old MTV show, MTV show, and it's them making the self-titled album. And in it, they rent a house and they're recording. And if you've ever, if you are in a band or you've recorded music and you've ever been a part of something like that, it can take forever. And you either love that process or you hate it. Hmm. And they're <laughs> hanging out for days, days, not doing anything. I think 62 days in or something, they record I Miss You or they complete I Miss You. And there's a scene where they're playing it back for the guys. And you can see Tom sitting there. And Travis is like, man, I really like that. Because the drums are just bulletproof on this. And Tom's like, man, I don't want to be arrogant, but that's that's a badass song Mm -hmm. as as they're listening to it. And they've only got like two tracks or something. 60 days in. Can you imagine that? But uh, That's wild. yeah, I think this is this is the one that everybody knows. It can almost be played in any setting. You hear it at restaurants. You hear it at yeah. you know 
the mall, you hear hear it, you know, I mean, in any setting you name, you could probably hear I Miss You, and a bunch of you guys probably have heard it and don't even know that it's Blink-182. Mm-hmm. It's certainly probably the I only song that's crossed over into, like, adult contemporary Mix 94.5 kind of vibes, you know what I mean? Well, it's, it's become kind of a staple, like, quote-unquote emo song. Like, it's, like, from the emo era. Like, it's it's one of the, like, poster boys for that, but... I remember, like the the album has like a ton of handwritten notes about the songs. Yeah. On the on the yeah. like album notes. On the what do you call it? Yeah, the liner notes. And Travis actually said he wrote he wrote some of those lyrics. Really? He, he said he wrote that Jack and Sally line. Hmm. So yeah, live like, that's living like that's referring to them. Yeah, him and his wife. wife at the time. Yeah. Um, which I thought was interesting because I assumed he had nothing to do with any of that, but. Yeah, that's that is probably that might be their best written song. It's great. I could probably say that. It's the only one too. I think we mentioned this earlier, but I, th- I believe that's the only one from that album that Travis recorded his part and they just looped it. Yes. For every other track on the self-titled, he stuck around and tweaked stuff, and you know. It's also a Tom song. Tom mm-hmm. came with that song, and he he just said like, "Is that, that how you drafted yeah. it?" No, it's a duo song for me because they went into the studio. It was Tom's song, and he did the. You guys do what you want with it, and the chorus was "I miss you," uh, and he had something like some kind of vocal line. And then Mark is the one that wrote, "Don't waste your time on me. I'm already." And he said, "Why don't you sing this, and I'll sing." I miss Hmm. you. It's so good. It's yeah, and that's just a great collaboration. Speaking of the Cure, that's like it has such a great like uh, dark '80s mm-hmm. hip hop song. Well, really, I think it's not like I always think of it as '90s because it's got a mm. like, especially the video is very Smashing Pumpkins. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So I, I guess tonight, you're thinking tonight, of the video. Tonight. I guess I'm thinking of the yeah. the 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 guitars and bass on that album are just very like atmospheric. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Like the Cure. Yeah, that's Andrew's a great one. taking us in. Is that right? No, John is. And then we're to the final five. John's going to wrap up. Speaking four. of the cure. Yeah. Um, oh, here we go. Uh, here we go. <laughs> I'm doing it. All of this. Are you doing it? Yeah. I absolutely love is. that song. I mean, this is on my list. It's it's always been just like such an interesting song to me. And I don't know if it was the first time I maybe ever heard this, but I, I remember maybe noticing it the first time to go from Easy Target into this yes. to go like oh whoa yeah. they just use that Preach. theme and they use that line and they use that tone and they just blend it into this song and it all of a sudden becomes something different and then you have the dude from the cure it was just like uh, i've said this a lot and i it turns out like i have a lot of stuff from this album and it is certainly my favorite um of theirs but just like i ju- we've just not heard this version of blink before they have just completely reinvented themselves on this album and I think that's what I really appreciated the most about them um, in this season is just like they just turned over a new leaf, and this is just such a cool sound. And I know, like in, again, in this doc, we've talked about it a hundred times, but like they're just like, how in the world did we get him? With sorry, and his name is Robert Smith. Correct. Um, yeah, it, and like they talk about like you it, know <sighs> sending him tracks, and he's sending them back, and. Just to get to collaborate mm-hmm. on something like that as as an idol of with theirs. a hero, yeah. It's they just were like never in the same cool room, right? It was always yeah. yeah, across the pond, yeah. Yeah, so I've just always loved it. it. It's certainly not you know 
a definitional Blink song because it's so different than anything else they've ever really done. But I've just always been so drawn to that song that I really love it. And I kind of put it specifically as a, hopefully it's still kind of there at the end of the draft. And if it's there, I'm definitely taking it because it, it's just always been a real standout track to me. The transition from Easy Target yeah. is exceptional. Unbelievable. I'm a, I'm it's, also, it's one of the coolest, mm-hmm. most flawless transitions from track to yeah. track. But like Bell that's in there. I love, I have always been obsessed with the way the acoustics sound in that song. Yeah. That is that. You can hear his fingers. fingers just like you can hear the fingers. You can yeah. hear him slide across. Yeah. Well, he the, made, same with I they, Miss You. They did a bunch of like baritone experiment. They did. Mm-hmm. They, they pulled in, I know, instrumentally in terms of like what actual instruments they used, they Mark pulled in baritone guitars. They pulled in different basses. They 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 threw for having three people in a band. They used a ton of new instrumentation they had not used before, which is going from two thousand one to two thousand three is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what it would have been like for them because they've been the dick and fart band up until this part. Like what it would have been for him to have Robert Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, who would that be? Like, just if at some point, you know, we were like, hey, Billy Corgan's going to sing the verses on these songs, or mm-hmm. Dave Kroll, or something yeah. like that. Like, how cool that would have been. But thinking about Robert Smith singing Voyeur <laughs> versus, versus all of this, it's yeah. funny to think that they sort yeah. of, they had this the credibility. Evolution. Yeah. Who's the, who's, speaking of that, it's just Voyeur, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry? Voyeur. 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 You said Voyeur. He's well, been in I think France. It is, Andrew's it? been in I've France, been in right? Paris for a bit. <laughs> is it a French word? Excuse me while I polish off this can, bottle of wine. You guys so can, thought, I've okay. heard it voyeurism, right? Yeah. Voyeur. Voyeurism. I mean, we say voyeur. In America, we say voyeur. <laughs> How do you say When it? I was on the metro, going from Goncourt. Her dad is big in. I have never seen his face. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do some honorable mentions. Okay. Okay, John. You're next. Um, John, you're for your for your my final. Fifth. All right, pick. John's leading us into our last round. Our last this is our pick. last round. I this is the last time. Stick around for the next episode. It's the next five. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm out. <laughs> I um am probably going to go a little bit again off the the well-known tracks i think at least i mean at this point all of my songs have been selected there's one other one that i could possibly select but for the sake of not picking everything off the self-titled i'm not going to pick it i'm going to go wait hold real quick john hold on yes what is your what are your picks up till now with my first pick i took violence then asthenia roller coaster and all of this and with my fifth pick i'm going to go with give me one good reason Hell yeah. I don't know why I've always like loved the verses of this song. Maybe because it feels like kind of young and pissy Tom, but just, I don't know. I've always like been drawn to his vocals of this, like the timing of it and how it, mom and dad, dad. Like it just has like such a cool like cadence to it that I've always, yeah, I've always really liked yeah. too. I wouldn't say that I'm like in love with the choruses of this one. This song doesn't really go like super hard, but. I've just kind of always dug it, and and feels like a a fun like different like flavor in my in my five. I'm really impressed with how different our our choices are. It's a dynamic band. I'm really impressed with how good mine are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really impressed Man, with myself. Ta- so take off your pants and jacket. If you and I have not done this with every song, but if you go and look at the lyrics, 
they reference mom and dad, it seems, on at least 50% of the songs. Like, there's such an angsty, like... It's mm-hmm. it's to a target audience, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like, we're, f- we're fighting back against our parents, we're sneaking out to go to shows, we're whatever, and I think, I'm not sure, John, if that was part of your pick. It, we're going to have so much fun on the 13th. Yeah, it's a really... Um, Who's going to have the most fun? Chris? It's definitely going to be me. Is it my turn? Yeah, why don't you read... Before you say your fifth, you got to read your four. Okay. I had mine categorized as opener, Tom song, Mark song, duo song, and closer. So I got Dumpweed by Enem of the State. I've got M&M's off the Cheshire album for my Mark song. I've got Damn It as my closer. I've got I Miss You as my duo song. So that leaves my Tom song. And I'm going to pick something that has become a recent favorite. Damn it. Probably of most. Is the bonus track off the self-titled. <laughs> the bonus track off the self-titled called Not Now. No. That was literally my last one. And that is my Tom song. Oh, um, man. Which I just really, really like. It's not as well known, but... I had no no idea that it I existed. love That's this it. song. I do, too. And I discovered it, you know, probably later on. But I think that you really start to see a divergence between Mark and Tom's writing in this one. This one, when you listen to it, I think every time I hear it, I look, I'm like, what song is this? And I expect to see Boxcar Racer because it sounds like a boxcar racer. Oh, see, I think this one sounds the most where you see him start to get into Angels and Airwaves mode. Well, that's what I'm saying. When Boxcar Racer was the first where he's stretching his his wings a little bit and he's like, he wants to do something different because the lyrical content is so much more above what Blink-182 is used to in that. And that's coming off of, this was... So Boxcar Racer is what, 2004, two? No, it would have like been that. two. Yeah, it would have been between Untitled and... So this is probably like two, two or three years after that, something like that, when the, when the self-titled comes out. Anyway, I really, really love this song, and it's about. it sounds like it's about loss, losing a person, but yeah, that's my, that's my last pick is my Tom song. I remember that because they, in their hiatus, they released their like, greatest hits. And I remember my my dad got it for me for Christmas, ironically. Wow! Yeah, and he also got me a poster with Tom licking the peace sign. Um, I'm gonna quote I'm gonna quote Nathan's younger brother and saying, Nathan, why is Tom licking the peace sign? <laughs> hung in my hung on my wall for all of high school. Incredible! But I remember um, they dropped the video for that, and it was it was just a compilation of of their band. Yeah, and I was at my girlfriend at the time's house, just like watching it for the first time, just like. She like comes in. And she's like, "Are you crying?" I'm like, "Get out!" <laughs> like just like devastated that my favorite band of all time. I'm like, never gonna see them live. They're done for. Like in my head, you know, they're they're probably gone forever. Angels and Airwaves was kind of the next thing for him. And um, anyway, just just a really emotional like the please stay until I'm gone. Like just it just is kind of like this, the death of this band that I loved a lot and honestly holds up tremendously. I love the the way that guitar just like rips and. 
that's a killer song, and that was going to be my closer of this little thing. I said it's a bonus track on their their self title. It's not. It's on their greatest well, it, hit. I have I have the album that's on why, vinyl. That's why I never. I, that's why I never heard it. Yeah, I was like, I've I never don't heard need to buy the their greatest hits because yeah. I own every. Album. You've never heard it. Yeah, full I'll transparency. I've never heard it. It's great. It's great. It's a really, really good song. Okay. It's, it is on, I have the vinyl of the album, the untitled, and it is on there. You as, would. As the last song. Well, yeah. My favorite album of all time. Sorry, guys. Get out. I don't know what to do here. Nathan, did you say but that self-titles mm-hmm. is your favorite of all time? It's my favorite album of all time, I of think. Of all albums. I just, yeah, I think it just, right right place, right time. Yeah. Like, the age I was. I think it was, like, the first time that I paid attention to how good a production was. Mm-hmm. Like, I just... And I and like I said, I'd seen I had seen those like behind the scenes clips, the the docu- the documentary stuff from MTV. Like there's a lot of hype behind it, but that they had put so much care into like making something different. Yeah. And I think they made like a perfect work of art for a pop punk album for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think it's just like it's stuck with like I think it's the reason I've ever wanted to like record. I was like, oh, I cannot yeah. wait to do that yeah, one yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. And especially like you just see him like fumbling around writing feeling this or it's the album I've returned to most of my life. Probably listened to most of my life. You've been looking at my paper, bro. No, I have not looked at your you paper. Have been. I just know I've known you for thirty four years. You talked to my wife? Um talk to my wife. All right, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with my gut here. Uh some of you might not even Johnny, you probably don't even know this song. This is not on an album. It's not even on streaming anymore. I don't know where it is. It was on an Atticus, one of those Atticus <laughs> compilations oh, that they released. Nathan oh. thing <laughs> Tom sent this directly to me. Hey, it's a Blink-182 fan song. It's an unbelievable song. It's called Don't Tell Me That It's Over. Really, t- really took the, the hearts out of them. I just couldn't think what I would want to close this Obviously, breakup song. Just They had this one, and they had Time to Break Up, which is a really good enema B-side as well. I think this one probably was too. Or this one might have been Take Off Your Pants. I don't know. But it's only, I've listened to it like 10 times on YouTube today. It's just a very, I was, I just, it's one of those songs that I always kind of forget the name of it. And then I find out what it is and listen to it a hundred times. So that's, that's your song. Is it on, you can't stream it? It's on YouTube. It's just, it's got really good bass sound. But uh, yeah, anyway, just a really killer kind of like forgotten song, not on an album. I think that's testament to the band. They can put a song that is forgettable is the right word, but. There's a throwaway on some, mm-hmm. and then it gets picked and like, there's there's not a bad. I don't think there's a bad song on the. I think Neck Deep recently released like a random cover of the song, kind of resurfaced it a little bit. It's just a really, it's a just a really good pop punk song, pretty basic Blink song. But all right, that goes to me. Uh, I think this one is is probably my most basic Blink song, but it's just really good. And I'm gonna pick. So I've picked two off of. Oh, I didn't read mine. Should we, are we supposed to read yeah, it? Right? Good, good. So my five are Feeling This, Man Overboard, Every Time I Look For You, Windy Clear, and Don't Tell Me That It's Over. I have Anthem Part 2, Down, Josie, Always, and then I'm going to round out the set with Going Away to College. Oh, that was, that, that was I was trying to decide between so those two. Good pick. I, love I, I would decide between that one and Mutt. That's a dude ranch song, right? Mutt is Enema. I had to, I don't have an Enema song on there, so I had to put that on there. So I've got I've got one from Dude Ranch, I've got Enema, I've got one from Take Off Your Pants, and then I've got two from Self Titled. Going away to college was almost my mark song. That's another one that's just such a he's such a simple, great songwriter, and it features one of those high Tom yeah. lead parts. Uh, for a long time, that was always just like my warm up when I would pick up a guitar. Hmm. I like in the 
in the live version, he'll often replace uh, to me. He'll say uh, Skyly. He'll repl- he'll put his yeah. wife's name in there. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, I don't. There's so beautiful, Skyly. Yeah, there's nothing like super amazing about it. Although it's weird because I have a. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> I saw him Andrew's at, listening saw to his next attempt, so, his next possible pick. Push and Andrew's next <laughs> next pick is pathetic. I was trying to pause it. All right, Chris, go ahead. That's it. I'm done. Going out of college is a great song. It's it's very just kind of middle of the road, mm-hmm. but it's like best of the middle of the road. Yep. Well, that's the thing. Like when for the Mark songs, like I picked Eminem's as my Mark song, but I was like, I I almost picked Rock Show. I almost picked Going Away to College because the his as songwriting Mark. style almost never changes. Mm-hmm. Like through every album, I found I found that I I gravitate more towards the Mark songs than I do the Tom songs yeah. for whatever reason. I didn't realize that I did, and, mm. and the ones that I tend to like are you Mark love songs. Rock Show. I'm surprised you didn't put Rock Show on there. Rock, rock Show, but it's like it's kind of like the I just kind of want to make this different. Yeah, like especially sure. Them like it's the song that they wrote to be like fine we'll give you a hit mm-hmm. whatever. John, I, do you remember? I do one. love Rock Show. Do you Great remember song. when we saw them in Rock Show? They had those giant incendiary drums, and on the three hits, and I fell in love, and it was just like <laughs> they, they had just these giant. I wasn't fires. calling on drums with the paint hmm. <laughs> <laughs> on the drum head. And burner that I with do the remember paint, that with the, with, the, with the paint flying up and sort of uh, <laughs> the like burning visual. I remember Rock Show was on the now that's what I call music, like 2002 or something like that. Was hmm. the first time I heard it, and I was like, Is that Blink 182? And I like because it was before, You're I, like, can I like this? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> now like, where do I get this song? And then that album came out. That was uh, that's my if I had to do like a I mean, first date and Rock Show, those were in the hopper there. They're great, they're great singles. Do you remember playing First Date? Oh, yeah. Used? Yes, I do. What did you think about it? <laughs> <laughs> what did what did it mean to you? Who played drums? Do you remember? Eric did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe you did. Did I you play? Def- I definitely did not. It was I Eric. I think Eric did. He said, I'm good. No. I also remember there was a skit that we would do, and our uh, Slim did it a number of times, and that, but I remember Tim Rowland doing it. Oh my. It was like he would Who's that? Tim Rowland was Ben Rowland's dad. Becky Rowland. Ben and Becky Rowland. He did a lot of skits wow. and he preached like half the time. It was like a skit where like he's like a little kid and then like it, it, they would always do like a song transition like he was ten years older and they did first date when he was a teenager. Oh yeah. Hmm. And he would like, Are you start serious? I remember that like put on this letterman jacket and stuff. I remember, and I remember being like Ben They're playing fucking church <laughs> That's, that was Mary's, when, when I told Mary we were going to see Blink-182, she goes, we played them in church, didn't we? Oh, God. No, she did not. Yeah. I said, yes, honey. Yep. Oh. Going to see a church yeah. band. You said, we, uh, you said, more or less. Take we, uh, that we, also played li- for them. <laughs> we also played Lips of an Angel. <laughs> I'm going to see Hinder. Hinder. I like Atlanta. pants around your feet. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not Hinder. I don't yeah, think I know. that's Hinder. <laughs> <laughs> Although Blink-182 would be like, I've got your dad's pants around his face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andrew, what are your four? So this is it, right? Mm-hmm. This, this is, is it. it. So I'm scared now. You so. know this is it. Well, <laughs> up till now, I have Anthem as my first pick from Enem of the State. 
Second pick was Aliens Exist from Interim of the State. Number three, Reckless Abandon. Number four, Stockholm Syndrome with five. Despite my little snafu earlier, I'll take Voyeur. From wow. In part because the first time I heard this song was on the live album, and it just holds up. What an appropriate Andrew Pitt. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, I think. <laughs> it's a good song. Voyeur. Um, not a song they would probably play live now. It's just not a song you would see written by any other band than this. You don't see in, you don't see this song performed by any other band than Blake. I just think and the, with the day, yeah. when you say it, he doesn't sound good, Tom has never sounded no, worse. No, 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 that, that's what I mean by. I think. I think. I am. I wait for her to change. So, for, so to me, to me, I didn't know this song existed outside of the live album. The live album, and then when I heard it on the record. After the live album, I was like, "This is this sounds terrible." But on the live album, it sounds fantastic. So I think for me, exposure to this on the live album was kind of sealed the deal. I like it. Any honorable mentions you guys want to mention real quick? Yeah, I would say Dick Lips. <laughs> <laughs> I love Dick Lips, and I love uh, Apple Shampoo. I that, almost that, that I had Apple Shampoo, shampoo on, mine. on mine. I was really having a hard time picking between going away to college. At which you already said, and then dysentery Gary. I love Wait, dysentery hold on, Gary. Hold on. Before can we, uh, they who, cut it from the list, they've been playing it, and then they stopped. Of their five, who got? I got about every. I didn't get my first picks, but I got a really. So of great your five, list. who got what they wanted? I'm pretty sure that Britain has the best list. I disagree. <laughs> I think we're all gonna think someone else has the best list, but I don't. I, I don't. I am very happy with my list. Let's say it, John. Say your list. I think Chris. Your list. List, What's John. your list? Top to bottom. Violence. Asthenia, roller coaster, all of this. Give me one good reason. Okay. What's what's give me one good reason off of? Take off your pants. So you you don't have anything before take off your pants. That's correct. Correct. Okay. That is. So you really my... only have take off your pants and self titled. Yeah. Well, I mean, and some of that though okay. too is just because some of the yeah, because people took stuff. Taken. Yeah, yeah. All right. The greatest list is dumpweed, M and M's, not now. I miss you. Ramping them up for the closer, which that's is damn it. That's the greatest list. I miss you. <laughs> nah, that's a, but that's a good amazing. show. That's a good show. It is it a good is show. A good show. <laughs> I like your list. I like everyone's list. Yeah. If there's anyone I don't want to hear them play live, it's I miss you. But and that is the guaranteed. I realize I'm going to. But you're going to. But I'm saying if I only get five, that's what about, the one I'm skipping. What about punk rock kid came from hell with a curse? <laughs> <laughs> I had edging on mine as an honorable mention just to troll Chris. Uh, no. I like edging. I had carousel just as an honorable mention. I cannot believe no one picked pathetic. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was my next one. Uh, Apple shampoo and emo were on Fuck, mine. I love emo. As well as mutt. I had feeling this, man overboard, every time I look for you, windy clear, and don't tell me that it's over. You didn't read your list. Uh, my list is Anthem Part 2, Down, Always, Going Away to College, and Josie. I'm telling you, Josie would be a killer closer. God, Josie's such a good... That's a yeah, great pick. Right. Yeah, my girlfriend! That's a great hmm. pick, man. Hmm. Yep. So uh, so real quick, the uh, uh, I got four of what I wanted. Anthem, Aliens, Reckless, and Stockholm are what I wanted. I wanted Josie as my fifth. Chris took it, so I got Voyeur. 
Devin, why don't you uh, take a good hard look at Foyer for us? <laughs> Re- report back. <laughs> it's it's one of their many joke songs, and it's a song about uh, Josie, Tom looking through the window of a ch- girl while she's I think, changing. So, hey, real quick, <laughs> I think, it's, 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 can it's we a, award the pick of the night? I think, in my opinion, I think Chris getting Josie. That's pretty good. Is the closer. Strong. That's that a, is that's strong. That's a strong closer. That's a strong pick, so good work. I might do Pretty that. late Thanks a in lot. the draft, too. No. Actually, I would guess like right in the middle. I, for me personally, I think Britton got it because he's he's got the your first impression, your last impression, which were my picks. You've, you're opening with Dumpweed and you're ending with Damn It. We all got winning lists. There you go. Uh, should we put this up some in some way for votes? I mean, I guess we can. We've only ever gotten two votes <laughs> on anything we've ever put out in social media. Don't you need three? And I think Chris's votes... <laughs> Chris won technically won the movie, the movie list for the best well, movies you I've did, never but seen. Sure. <laughs> Who lost? Give us another Spider-Man. <laughs> that was the greatest thing when Kyle Ayers was like, "You're, you're a fireman, aren't you? Fireman, fireman, Spider-Man, Spider-Man." Just a nod. Shout out, Buck. Well, Nathan, do you have any closing words? What are you gonna do next Thursday? Is it Thursday? Thursday. Yep. Next Thursday. I I foresee kind of like me blacking out for about an hour and forty five minutes. <laughs> Not from the alcohol. No, from from Euphoria. Pure euphoria. Just I think straight euphoria. I think they're gonna come out and they're gonna hit Anthem Part Two and then from then on I'm just gonna be in like some sort of a fever dream. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I, I think it's gonna sound awesome. I think we have better seats than we could have ever hoped to have. They're Thank amazing. You, they're really good seats. Yeah. John, hopefully you'll be there with us. <laughs> yeah. You're um, going to be there. I'm going to be there. Speak it into existence. I'm going to be there. Yeah. It's either you or your barber or Noah. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, She's super but cool. Anyway, yeah, I think, you guys would like her. I think even when they play the songs that we, m- some of us may not like, I think we're all going to have a pretty memorable night. So, Nathan, just, you have, I'm just like, you've hmm. looked at the set list. Like, you know it thoroughly, I'm assuming, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I was, and honestly, it's just, it was part of, I don't usually do that. I don't like to do that. I think because it was so far in advance of the show we're seeing, like they've played so many shows, they've been playing since early May. Yeah. So like they played a ton of shows. I was interested to see if they changed it up at all. Hmm. And of course they have not. <laughs> they've changed up one or two songs here and there, yeah. like songs that weren't working. Um, so yeah, I, I, Kind of blew it for myself, but that's okay. I am very happy with the set list, yeah. so I think it's exciting. Have any you guys like looked at it? Too? I have not looked at it at all. I have not looked at it. I've listened to some of the set list stuff. Now people have curated on Spotify like the Blink yeah. Yeah, yeah. set list, and I've listened to that. that. So if that's it, then I've heard it front to back. It is that, but it but a lot of them are songs that are they've replaced songs that are on that with songs that are on that. Okay. So they they put them all like any song they've played on this tour on that. Real that real last question: What is your pee break song? Ooh. I miss Ed, you. Edging. I miss you. I would agree. No, not I miss you. W- to what? What not. would you agree oh, to? Oh, edging. Well, that's your pee break song, dude. Don't. It's gonna be a special moment. I'm telling. you. All right, real quick. Just as an anecdote. I'm gonna pee during first day. There that's was right. one song chosen Ford. from Cheshire Cat. Uh, Carousel. Ooh, I like this. No M and M's. Well, he got it. He's he's giving a recap. I'm just saying, like, so there's only one song chosen from Cheshire, none from Buddha. Unless, is, unless you guys, as, isn't Damon on Buddha? 
Uh, carousel is on Buddha and Cheshire. Kristen Carousel. So no, I didn't. I didn't. Oh. Know. I was. Just, it was my. It was my. Okay. It was my shout out. We had three from Dude Ranch. Uh, we had four from Enema. We had five from Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, and we had eight from the self-titled. None from Neighborhoods. And sure as hell, none from California. Dude, I'm or telling you, nine. I like neighborhoods. <laughs> oh no, I, no, no. Up good... all night is great. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, they're playing. That's a good song. They're playing That's a great song. Cynical, mm-hmm. and they're also playing bored to death. Yep. Yep. I'll go yep. piss during both of those songs. All right, that's a two hour and twenty six minute podcast. Ooh. That's pretty good. I think that's all we're gonna do for no, no, no. Stick around time. for bullies. The next time, <laughs> <laughs> stick around for light phone three. The next time what that you, you hear guys from do us, if you had a light, th- if you had a light phone, what would you all do? <laughs> Go to sleep. Not listen to music. Hey, what would you all do if you had a John? Light you phone? got anything, John? Next time we hear from you on the podcast, you are gonna be a father of two. Yeah, I don't even. What's the name? At least do we know. What's the name? You can spill it. You can tell all the listeners first. On the it'll air. be later. Well, yeah. Well, when I guess when will this come out? Will this come out before the baby's born? I would never put it on here if it came out before the baby. Natalie was would. Born. Not I would. You. I would cut it. I would give you full editing privileges. Do you all not? Do you all know it? You're okay. You don't have to. No. You know, I'll tell you guys. <laughs> We're going with June. You already know. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Juno. Juno. What did Rooney think? Uh, well, she said, that's not its name. What's fo- yeah, no, it's literally <laughs> what she said because we read yeah. these these books to her, and like the main character um, is named Juno as well, which was kind of just like, oh, that's kind of funny that that that's the main character. Well, like an, like, an ex- no. already existing book or something that you guys put together already existing, and she's like, no, okay. ba- like Baby Scissors not Juno, like Juno's in the books, and then we weirdly enough, all we had to say was like, well, Rooney, you know, people can have there's going to be more than one person with the same name. She's like, huh. It's just like the lights turned on. And now she just calls her baby Juno all the time. So To be fair, cute. she may never meet a Rooney. That's true. It could become more and more popular. Who yeah. knows? But we'll see. She has she has such a unique name. Nobody else has it. Yeah. Lizzie and I are looking at adopting, and we're trying to figure out, like, because that's one of the things is, like, do you choose the name? Do you choose the name mm. or change the name Ooh. after the mother has done it? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It's opened up. My son wants to name any child. We get Poppy the Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that the first name? Or I, they, like when, I like in that, that video sur- you sent is us. Is that surname? <laughs> in that video know. you sent us, you said, all right. Do you, have any, you said, Rooney, do you have any Look. guesses of what the baby's name is? And she said, John. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we've she's got a good point. asked her, she's, she's got like, a great it's point. either Daddy, Mommy, or Rooney. Like, I can't be any of those three. <laughs> this is Baby Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> baby Daddy. That's what I'm talking about. Johnny, love you, man. Love good you, boys. You. This is a fun one. We'll see you. See you at blank. Week. It's a week. That's right. <laughs> Devin, listen to Voyeur, okay? No. Just listen to it. <laughs> see you, boys. Time she walked away from me. Nobody likes you when you're 23. And I saw more abuse by TV shows. What the hell is ADD? My friends say I should act my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Guys, thank you so much for sticking around. This was a great episode. We really appreciate it. Young American is recorded in Lexington, Kentucky. It is edited by myself. Nathan Music and my twin brother Chris. The opening track that you heard is original music by Chris and I. 
And the song that you are hearing right now is none other than What's My Age Again by Blink-182. We've got some other episodes that are being edited right now, and uh, we'll hear back from you guys very soon. So stay tuned.